Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. Perhaps most distinct for her scars, Atlaran is host to a number of sacred or cursed sites, depending on whether you ask Bahamut or Asmodeus. Or, perhaps you'll ask the old Balin gods, whom the world herself and her moons and star are named after. These places, like Mount Gear, the Monomarig Meteor, Drosdana, the Dawn Deep Trench, the Shattered Continent, the Greenhall Sea, the entirety of Garrett Eldathos, they all play parts in the world's fate. But it's the people that truly shape it. And every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery. Quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum. Or, in most cases, both. And that brings us to our particular window in time. Following in the footsteps of a scorned bard and her unlikely lone wolf companion. Or, perhaps lone coyote is more apt. Marin Veneer, a half-elven fighter with a love of freedom and gunpowder, and a former bard relearning her musical skills. Marin was the daughter to a frail sun-elf laundress who passed away when she was still young. Left to care for her half-sister Sylphie alone, Marin grew up far too fast. In her desperation to keep her sister from starving, Marin accepted help from the Alteras, and was lured into their poisonous web of abuse, theft, and murder. Forced to kill and torture, often those unsuspecting and even undeserving. Eventually, Marin dared to question her adoptive father, Alistair, and was slaughtered on the spot by her brothers just before she was 18. Sylphie was left to flee alone, but ten years later, Marin awoke, revived by the Hydling cult. Sickly but determined, she recovered thanks to powerful magics and the apparent interest of Cynthia Moore, mother of the new King of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And, by Cynthia's order, Marin was given as a gift to Silas in the hopes that she would become his subservient partner, a suitable wife that would not question the Moore family thanks to her debt to them. Marin, however, had the spark of rebellion in her soul by then, and wasn't about to be controlled again. When Silas proved he supported her in the freedom of those crushed by the Arbiters, Marin reluctantly fell in love. Now with her fiancé at her back and the work to be done, Marin is ready for the long road ahead. She'll make sure no one suffers under the boot of the Arbiters or the Hydland cult ever again. Kit. Just Kit, a shifter, or elusir, of the Coyote Totem and mildly devout cleric of Savros, the Balin god of mischief and wanderers. Originally hailing from Amnoblin as part of a group of natives called the Manamar and Dalmaric, Kit's people have always been harassed by the Skull, or outsiders, who seek to take their ancestral lands and waters. Kit's particular tribe was attacked when he was young, rendering himself and his brother Ren orphans, and forcing their tribe to flee their home continent altogether. They found refuge in Irakel, but struggled to adjust to the change from sub-Arctic to equatorial desert. 
trusting in the sacred Mount Gear, heart of the world, to watch over them. Kit's people settled in the northern savannas. But Kit never settled, aimlessly causing trouble to Skull and taking mercenary contracts to send money home since he was 15. Kit has become a person of interest to the Guild of Wardens, enforcers who help keep the common laws. Thanks to Dana Fioris, a former troublemaking comrade who eventually went straight and became a warden herself, Kit has quite the dossier with the wardens and rarely struggles to find work at their guild. And now, alongside Sylphie, Kit has his own scores to settle with the Arbiters, though breaking apart an organization of kidnappers and slavers would be reason enough to destroy them. Hey, and well, hi there, everybody. Well, hi. Hello. <laughs> and yes, it was 25 solid minutes, but overall, like Internet. an hour of okay. jokes intermittent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, hello, Barbara. everybody. Welcome to the Alarn Adventuring Company. I am your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Well, hey there. And fuck you, Blake Wolf. <laughs> oh, gosh, look, I haven't quite got my Davenport yet. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's yes. the whole show, everybody. Shortest episode. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's just get right into it, shall we? Oh, I almost, right I almost lapsed into it. Let's go straight to a big lats. Yep. Uh, you both can go die in a barn fire. Um, a, a barn fire? A barn fire specifically because we live in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Um, you both live in the middle of a city. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Grand Rapids. It's 200, 300,000 people. It's a lot. In the middle of Michigan. I you. It's the middle of no. It's not on the Oregon trails in the middle of nowhere. You all have what? good points. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, last time. 39, Inquiries and Investigations and Creeping Dread, which I quite like that title. I feel like that's what's been going on for the past 10 episodes. Yes. Um, if not more. Uh, the end of the month of Yond, finally. Oh, God. Uh, you guys uh, now we're into of the dragons. You sent Justine Bother. off. Mm, thank you. But... I, we were talking about game stuff. We were. I just yeah. didn't hear what you said. I thought. Oh, I couldn't about. remember what month came next. And I said it was Balder. Yes. Yeah. Is it Balder like a or like a no, bu? With a v. Oh, Balder. Uh, like okay. Volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with a V. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you said B, and I was like, okay, no. Balder. Like no. No. Balder. No. Balder's gate. Yeah. yeah. It's Balder with a with a with a V. Okay. For vendetta. Um, Oh, I was going to say something much more crass. Uh, anyway, <laughs> for vagina. No. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> v for anyway. Bagoobahoo. Jesus Christ. We know. We um, know it's a porn. Bagoobahoo? No. V for vagina. Oh. V for vendetta. <laughs> it's all black and white. And he still wears the mask. He the still time. wears the mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a really weird monologue in the middle of it from the uh -huh. vagina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> About how freedom is never free. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. 
Hey, Taylor. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I can't be that mad because I kind of started it. You it. did. You did. You brought it upon yourself. <laughs> okay, shut up. Let's do this. Um, so... You guys finished with the dragons. You sent Justine off to conquer Moore's Rest, and uh, Clay and Mia took off to go visit Bull. Uh, you guys boarded the Cloud Stride to hitch a ride to Fjallheim, where the Rompkid is. Uh, there were, well, pretty much the first half of the game was y'all taking care of uh, like social and messaging stuff. Mm. And uh, Marin and Silas talked about potentially going to Mount Gear. Uh, Marin had a realization that Alistair's journal had locations of materials that are in a strange pattern, and so you needed to get a hold of a map in order to figure out how they connected. Uh, Ash had a spider freak out that was actually Bobby Finn, <laughs> which is on the internet forever. It is, yeah, that was that was pretty intense, y'all. Embarrassing. Uh, you guys identified Ethane's uh, coin that you took from him, which had one charge of Illusory Dragon. You identified Thank you for reminding ring, me. Uh, the primordial magic ring that itself doesn't do anything. Uh, Phalanx's scale, and of course the Jade circuit, Circlet. So when you found out that Clarissa had put a tracking spell on it, you dispelled it. Uh, you tried to message WhatsApp Lucas, no answer. Oh, didn't even send. He did. Uh, message Ziegler for updates on the kit and caboodle. Uh, found out that you had about 4,000 gold in profit, and I believe you guys decided to reinvest it in another ship. Mm -hmm. A uh, long boy okay. boat. Message Justine to make sure she's good, she's working with the Crimson Hammer. I believe you messaged Dana, who told you that Tomo was escaped, and then you scried on him, uh, finding him in a strange uh, stone circle in Irakel next to the only tree for, well, the only naturally occurring tree on the entire continent. Um, and he appeared to be waiting for passage out of Irakel. Uh, you failed to scry on Kellogg. Mm. Uh, but successfully scried on Alistair, finding him researching and uh, potentially restoring books in a tower. And a young tiefling girl came in with a little boo-boo and asked him for help, and he did. Uh, and he messaged you shortly after saying, simply, I saw that. Mm. Uh, Marin was not happy with any of that. Uh, meanwhile, Sylphie was practicing a lot, uh, little to no music, uh, and you guys arrived in Fjallheim on Valder the 7th. Then we had our Midwestern tangent. Um, uh -huh. I put an asterisk here to remind myself to say fuck all of you. Uh, <laughs> you guys met the Guildmaster Lise de Artre and uh, Chaser Master Visara Mudral. Uh, Visara helped you map out the potential location of where Alistair is, which falls in a place called Gungnir Tower in the village of Manaz in Frosthold. Uh, Gungnir Tower sounds so fucking anime, and I kind of really like it. Like, Gung I think you're thinking okay. of, there's something gun gear. No, uh, I'm just saying it sounds like I can see like an anime taking place around yeah. this tower like they're just yeah. like something happened they're like oh gun gear so, tower 
Then, uh, Gungnir, do you remember in Final Fantasy, there's a summon called Gungelance? No. Where the the horseman on the six-legged horse comes out and throws a lance at the enemy? I thought that was called Odin. No. Well, I, I think the summon is called Odin, but the ability is called Gungelance. Oh. It's named after Gungnir, which is Odin's spear. And then, That's why it sounds so familiar. Okay. Yes. And his his horse was slept near. Slept near, yeah. Um, what yeah. did he sleep near? Oh, it's slept near. Yeah. So he did sleep. So what did he? Assumedly sleep? a pile of hay. Ah. Actually, Sletnir was. I'm trying to think. He. Sletnir. Six six leggy horse. Yeah, but Sletnir is actually Loki's child. Uh, oh yeah. Loki turned himself into a mare horse to draw away a horse that belonged to a, a giant. Eight legged horse. Yeah, but he's an eight legged horse. So eight plus four, you split the difference, you get a six legged horse. And apparently, Loki would get very pissed if people mentioned that that was his child. Oh, well. Because Loki would just, you know, swap. He'd swap uh, biological sex at the drop of a hat. He was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're messing around with that in the Loki show on Disney+. Oh, I really hope so. Yeah. Norse are like the ultimate Mm trans-friendly, like, thing. (laughs) Anyway, um, you guys uh, met Nikolai Yulengrad at the Realm Gate after he returned from the Feywild. And he proved pretty much i think that he is on your side or at least on the guild side um he did share that he knows the galahide is in garadaldathas not sure where it's headed and he was surprised when you guys said it might be headed to him or to the realm gate uh sylphie resisted the zone of truth out of distrust for nikolai you learned of cynthia's previous deal with senna for the pocket watch uh, and the Watch. deal was essentially that if Cynthia got it for her, Senna would help get Justine engaged to the Prince of Othedria. But obviously that never happened. Uh, thanks partially to Zerod and Sermir. Uh, you guys went through the idea of sending Senna to the Astral Sea through the Realm Gate, being she is so weak and may be able to slip through the Demiware. Um... Ted showed up in his proper form as Firin, a, might I say, gorgeous, non-binary drow. Uh, He was pretty, he, they were pretty grateful to the crew and introduced you guys to Huron, their partner, the Titan of Life. You asked them a few questions, liches, phylacteries, all the other shit. The usual. Uh... What? The usual. The yeah. usual. Uh, you apparently disturbed Huron enough to send her off to Sirmir to talk about the eel and the statue, only for Sirmir to pop up and be like, they gone. Um, <laughs> that caused a little bit of a panic, and you guys decided to scry on the statue and found it being driven uh, in a cart by Elaine Despar in 
uh, a place not too far away from where you currently are. So uh, you guys tree jumped to a place nearby. It is evening of Valder the Seventh. You guys are in the Rygir Falls, in the foothills specifically. And uh, yeah, you're pursuing Elaine. You are maybe 200-ish feet away from her when you pop in. I'll actually show you where you are. Oh, God. We're on the Winnie the Pooh map. Yep. 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 100 acre woods about 100 acre wood um, is about to burn, Jesus. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So you guys brought along Nikolai oh my God. and ow, 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 three ow, ow. of his people. Oh, my toe cramped. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Oh, I got stuck. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. A oh, lot. God. You so like what the Oh my god. How dare you <laughs> No but really I know it sucks. It happens to me all the time while That's, we're streaming oh and I'm just like why would my body betray me? Because <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, this is where you guys are roughly. You've got Nikolai and three of the Guild of the Gate chasers with you. Guild of the Gate! Yeah. Indeed. And you can see, just having turned on this very windy road, uh, the cart oh, up ahead with the lane and two horses. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to give me perception checks, go ahead. Perception! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, 15. Oh my god. 19. Okay. Um, Marin. Yeah. Uh, you see above you guys a ways, um, sort of drifting back and forth and circling, uh, are three bird-like creatures. Too high up to tell what they really are, but they seem to be watching over or just watching Elaine. You don't know if they're like following her or watching out for her, but they're up there. Hang on. I have something. I think. You did check. say something last time about casting some whatever. I don't know what it was. Uh, let me see. Where's my Oh my god, they actually have bird shadows. Oh my god, that's so cool. Bird shadows. Burb. Blah, 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 blah. Nope, not that one. I'm checking out Flamio for a second here. Flamio? <clears throat> Flamio? Oh no, that's sea invisibility. Fuck. Okay, never mind. Shoot. Never mind, I don't have anything. Burp, burp, burp. Uh, I guess I'll just whisper, like, okay, we need to be as stealthy as possible here. Try and stick to the tree cover mm. until we ambush them because those things are probably lookouts so question about the drakes because i've seen the drakes do they look like uh i think i wrote it down but i don't see it uh do they look like ice drakes well they said that they were just bird things no no no, no the drakes are pulling the, the carriage the oh wagon. okay they're not, sorry they're not actually horses but i couldn't find any any drake tokens okay um they are what are known as northern drakes northern so drakes okay they have like 
fur here and there in patches and like beards and long manes. Gotcha. <gasps> they have beards? Um, yeah. Well, Aww. the male ones do. Oh, cute. That's so adorable. Um, yeah, it, it just sort of like follows their jaw. Cute. And then and then they have the little like eastern dragon whiskers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um like a coral. Um but uh these yeah, these are these two are like mm, red and yellow. Okay. Just random colors. Oh, okay. So the it doesn't follow dragon rules. Uh drakes do not have breath powers. Okay. They come so, in a massive variety of colors. Okay. They're just lizard horses. Right. Bigger. And yes. More toothy. Okay. <laughs> so and, should um, we try and split up then and go on either side of the road and like surround it then? Uh, or? Yeah, we can split in stealth and then I'll take, I will throw them off guard. For the first hit. Okay. To give us the advantage. Okay. Because uh, it seems, from what we can see, it was just Elaine and the Drakes, right? There were no other. Yep. Aside there. from the the bird things, which are several hundred feet above you guys, this is all you see. Okay. Fuck. We should also try once we have the statue we should try i think we should send someone ahead back to do you have travel via plants again i will have one more if i use this spell to catch her off guard okay because that would be ideal right that would be ideal to like grab the statue and run yeah make make stealth checks okay Natural 20 for a 30 altogether. 19, 30, Jesus. I have a plus 10 to stealth. Damn. I've got a plus 8 to stealth, but... (laughs) I only rolled an 11, though, so... Mm -mm. Perception. Perception. Disgrace. Disgrace. Um, so, uh, mostly thanks to you guys having a higher uh, role, your group is apparently unnoticed thus far. Ah. Um, the uh, Nikolai and his four sort of, or his three, gather up together, and uh, Nikolai looks at you guys and says, "What would you like us to do?" Let's flank around the sides. And we'll we're gonna be like two velociraptors, just and do then we're wanna, gonna Do we wanna designate like one or two people to grab the stat? I mean it's probably big, so we'd probably need a couple, like a few people. It is yeah. it is a large statue. It's of a nine foot person. Okay. So maybe Does anybody have levitate? No. I don't. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I don't think Silas would. That doesn't no, seem like Silas, a cleric spell. Silas wouldn't. Um, D- no, I don't think anybody does. Okay. Um, cool. We can... 
we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, I I was just thinking if we have like if we if we have a plan of like who's going to grab the statue, then mm-hmm. they can grab that, break the tree open, at least get it back to the realm gate area. True. And then if we are stuck over here, you know, dealing with the the aftermath, then at least the statue will be gone. That's true. I can always wild shape to get us back too. So Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um Nikolai offers, he says, Well, I I do have a way to get us back quickly if oh. you'd like my crew to take the statue. It seems great. like you are better outfitted to fight these people if it comes to blows. It, yeah. It's going to. Yes, I will stay yeah. with you though. Okay. Yeah, we can have your we can have your group take it back. That'd be wonderful. So we don't need does that mean we don't need Kit to do travel via plants then? You have your own way to get I them out of here? I can get them back. Okay. Cool. Perfect. So that, that saves will... you a cell spot. Spell slot. Uh, a s- cell spot. A cell spot. <laughs> cell spot. Um, so he uh, looks to the three and sort of points them off. And uh, they, the three, make their way out into the woods to take up a position where they can run for the cart super fast. Okay. Um, it is moving very slowly. That's why I'm not changing um, anything on this map. So. I, uh, okay, so as we get up towards this cart, I need, I need the other four to, I need you guys to stay close to me, and we're going to have to attack from far back, because if we, if we pincer them, I'm not going to be able to do this. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right, so keep our distance for now? Yeah, stay, stay with me. Okay. Why don't you stay, stay with me? Because I'm oh, oh. Uh, I hate that fucking. I hate that goddamn song. It's so I... fucking just just whiny. <laughs> yeah. It is. I don't know. I I think it's fine. Of course you do. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. I can enjoy it, but I do agree that it's whiny. It's super whiny. That's um, all songs. Okay, all songs. Focus. Okay. Just... Focus. All right. What are you doing? Where are we you going? We need to get within. Yes, stick with Kit. Um, we need to get within. I only need to be within like a hundred feet to get ca- hundred and fifty feet to cast the spell. So let's get within sixty of the cart. You can do that. Almost anywhere on this entire map. Actually, let's sneak up to get within 30 feet of the cart, and I'll just send it (laughs) off to the side. Okay. Uh, So 30 feet would be within this range. Okay. But Yeah, why don't we hang out in, like, these little... Where's the... Yeah, in those little trees there. Hanging in the trees... Hanging in the trees. Um, Okay. Um, Being that you guys are running across the road, I need you to make another stealth check. Oh, God. Shit. 15. 
I rolled the natural 20 and then I rolled the natural one. Oh. Uh, it's 11. Why is yours at disadvantage? No, the first stealth check that I did was natural 20. Oh, and then okay. this one was a natural one. Okay. All right. Okay, so it was one. 11. Uh, still critical fail. Mm -hmm. uh, I know technically criticals don't count on skill checks, but I've always done it that way. So uh, Mine is 12. Let's see what the others have. Oh, <laughs> nobody did <laughs> Oh, shit. Great. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, and let me see how the others are doing across the road. Not bad. Okay. So, Nico and his crew remain undetected. Ah. Well, that's good. However, as you all go running across the road, Marin manages to just completely miss the fact that there's a rather large rock in the middle of the road and uh, her boot catches it and you end up kicking it across the road as you're like shit 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 running across uh and you see above you even though um elaine doesn't seem to respond you don't know if she noticed or not one of the bird shadows turns <laughs> and begins to circle above you guys I, it doesn't dive. Mm -hmm. It's just circles. I immediately cast the spell as soon as we're in position. Okay, what are you casting? I'm casting Sunburst. Oh. And I'm going to do it in a... It's a 60-foot circle. So I'm going to do a 60-foot circle so that it catches them. It catches everybody in the cart, um, but not Nico's people. And the birds okay. are the birds are too high. The birds are hundreds of feet up. Yeah, um, they need to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, success for Elaine, fail for the Drakes. Okay. So um, they're going to take twelve d six of radiant damage, which I'm going to roll digitally, and that's going to be forty one points of radiant damage. Okay. And all the creatures who failed are now blinded for one minute. Blinded by the light. Um, well, and don't worry about that because they're dead. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, and anything undead and oozes have disadvantage, but I don't think Elaine's either of those. Never mind. Fail. Elaine failed. Elaine. She fails. So she <gasps> she's undead. She's, she's undead. And she's blind for one minute. <clears throat> okay, roll initiative. Uh, so at the at the end of each of its turns, they can make another Constitution save. It's still a disadvantage um, to get rid of blind. Okay. So and then that's. Oh my god. Another natural one. Did you say roll initiative? Yes. Okay. So it was a natural uh, one, but it was 11. 12. I like Sunburst. I've never gotten to use that spell, so. I'm so glad I opted out of Feeble Mind, because I was thinking, I'm like, we could do it again, but. Uh, unless we're, in, like, in a real pinch, I guess. Yeah. But... 
Well, and I also don't want to like do that thing where you use feeble mind every time. And you're like, "Fuck you, DM." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to actually make it fun. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. But like, okay, so she can't be a walker because walkers aren't technically undead. Marin wasn't undead. No, she's absolutely a puppet at this point. However, the other thing I need to yes, mention... Yes, walkers are technically not undead because they are alive. Yeah. Sanka so just died before. So she's not a walker. She's something else. Sanka did this many times. That's true. Uh, Sanka did this a lot. She created armies of the undead. On top of that, I would also like to mention that we were able to scry on the statue, which means that it's a person. Yeah, you can't scry on objects. Yep. Sanka is very much still alive, and I may have just dealt her 41 damage. <laughs> so don't break the statue open. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, question, since... Yeah. I, can I see Elaine or no? Yeah, she's at the front of the cart. She's okay. High. Did it look like that damage did extra because she's undead or radiant damage? Oh yeah, you fucked her up. Okay, okay, okay. She took eighty-two damage. She already looks like she's on death's door. Well, um, so let me set the scene for you. Okay. Um, so the birds are guys... the issue. <laughs> yeah, probably. As you guys, uh, or well, as Kit launches his first attack, you just send this blindingly bright, just column of light coming down on this wagon, and you see the drakes just both torn to pieces by pure energy, and they just collapse in their harnesses. Um, you see the statue begin to char and burn on the surface, oh God. and you see Elaine no sound just you know how when something hurts you so bad you can't do anything but just curl mm -hmm. like everything at once it's almost like just being electrocuted and as the energy finally dissipates she almost falls forward off the wagon but she manages to catch herself on like the brake lever and she's just sitting there breathing heavily just staring blindly into space um, at that, with the initiative order, <clears throat> you guys see all of the shadows of birds take off and dash into different directions, yeah. all off the map. They're calling for backup. We need to get uh, the statue out of here ASAP. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And then, because Nikolai and his crew are all going at the same time, and they roll pretty well, um, they all jump out and jump onto the wagon to surround the statue. Uh, Nikolai's a druid, so he'd probably stay at the tree. Um, but they all use their full movements and actions to climb up, grab the statue, and start pulling it down. Uh, that'll bring us to Sylphie. Hell yeah! Who, shield in one hand, hammer in the other, runs across. Two, three, six, dash. One, two, three, four, five, six. So she can get within range of Elaine. And uh, 
she is going to use her bonus action to, I believe she can get ready one of her smites. Now that she knows this is an undead creature. Uh, next up is Silas, who's sticking near Kit, but he has a spell prepared mm -hmm. uh, to see if anything else arrives. He realizes Elaine is just about done. Yeah. Uh, and then that'll put us at Kit. Okay. I'm going to call out to them. I'm going to be like, don't take the statue yet. Okay, they'll stop. And I am going to cast... Uh, Frostbite at Elaine. Okay. Uh, sorry, I wasn't ready. Uh, Frostbite. Tell me what the damage is. Oh, it's, of course, it's not stored there. Thanks, guys. Frostbite. Five. Specific type of spite. Why don't we want to take the statue? I just will explain in a minute. I just need to get rid of Elaine. Um. So it spell attack. Uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's definitely going to hit. Uh, 29. Okay. Um, and then it's... Uh, 3d6. That is going to be... Jesus, that's terrible. It's going to be 6 damage. <laughs> six, 6 total? Yeah, 6 cold damage total. I rolled Ooh. two ones. Oh. <laughs> okay, she is looking very bad. Um, uh, and still just sort of reeling from what just happened as you send a wave of cold air at her. <laughs> I send a cool breeze in her direction. Uh, it's like sub-zero. Yeah, like, I know. Just blast. I'm going to I'm gonna move there to get closer. Uh and then I'm going to that's, make me a perception check. That's it for me. Okay, I'll perception. Twenty-two. There's something attached to the bottom of the wagon. <gasps> something small and spherical. Fuck! 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 Um, fuck! I immediately call out to them. I'm like, "Do not touch the statue." Okay. Uh, and then that's it. That's my turn. Okay, Marin. I guess I'll also say there's something under the cart, you guys, but oh. like, oh! <laughs> uh, one, two, three. I'm like stressed drinking five, water. Five, ten, <laughs> fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Okay. Um,. If I end up, wait, I think I can move here. If I end up there, would I have to, would that guy, would this guy get um, hurt? He's on the ground. Elaine is sitting up high, so you wouldn't okay. hit him. So I can shoot her. Uh, yeah, gonna shoot her. <laughs> I'm just gonna do ace of spades. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do uh, uh, Flamio, but... That's his name now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ. 
Get this rid of that die. Natural one in a row. This is Marin's set, though. Get rid of it. <laughs> Throw it away. All right, I got another one. <laughs> okay, I rolled so a two I... on that one. So, so I believe on Ace of Spades, that's a misfire. Yes. So it jams. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove Ace of Spades back in the holster, and uh, I'm gonna take out. I'll take out uh, Flameheart. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh oh. It doesn't. It it was a two, so it's a fourteen. Yeah. Um, or no, 14, 15 because it's flame. Of, it's 15 flame will hit her. 15, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. God, flame, what the flame fuck? heart doesn't, doesn't misfire. Yeah, so. yeah. He's a better gun. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Where is, where is, where is theirs? Oh, I don't need, okay. Uh, 12 points of damage. You. Take aim, let loose that one bullet, and you watch her head scatter. Oh. And you hear Sylphie on the other side just go, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. She was prepping for a divine smite, and you divine smote her with a whole bunch of zombie goo. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Her on the other side just go, oh, gross. Yeah, takes out like a kerchief and is like wiping off her face. Um, Elaine's body slumps off the cart and falls to the ground. And all falls quiet. All right, I immediately am going to duck under the cart and uh -huh. take a better look at whatever the fuck that is. Right. Is it a perception check or an uh, investigation? Investigation, because you're looking at something specific. Okay. Oh, God. Investigation. Oh, God. Oh God! Twelve. Ooh. It's twelve. It's uh, as far as you can tell, um, it is a mostly metallic sphere uh, that has uh, bands around it, like bolted into it or mm -hmm. riveted into it, um, and it is currently just kind of haphazardly shoved in the bottom of this cart okay. um it looks like somebody put like a um like a wooden a couple like wooden like dowel rods in there to like secure it in place but you could literally just reach in grab it and break it off nope uh i'm gonna cast detect magic okay it is not magical okay can i are we out of initiative uh, for now yeah okay um, i'm gonna run around to the where he's uh Standing, I'm like, what? What's the hold up here? Why can't we? I, do this? There's something attached to the bottom of the cart, and it's not magical, but it kind of looks like a bomb. Uh, can I do an investigation on it? Sure. I would say you can have advantage. Okay. Oh God, it is a bomb. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, unnatural twenty. It's a straight up bomb. You can tell yeah. it is essentially a basketball-sized grenade. It is meant to explode and fire shrapnel in all directions okay yep that's definitely a bomb um uh any of us super ginger about removing things like that uh, i mean i'm 
fairly dexterous. I I'm am very not, dexterous. I am not. I can try. Is the highest dexterity. Yeah. I uh, can try. What? Okay, everybody, everybody, back up. Off the. Yeah. Everybody, back up. Marin, go okay. for it. Uh, uh, Silas, if you could come over here and like prep a uh, healing spell. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I also don't think that um, fire can hurt me. It can so hurt you. it's a four. You're it's resistant. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. He has damage, but this is also going to be shrapnel. It's more Are you? Yeah. Are you sure it's just resistance? I thought it's it was just immunity. Resistance. Just resistance. Okay. Trust me, you don't have immunity yet. Yet. Okay. All right. I'm going to turn. Oh, do it. before I do, I'm going <laughs> to tap you, guidance, and then I'm going to run off. Okay. Yeah. I keep forgetting Sylvie, I have guidance. Sylphie puts herself like a little bit away, but she like gets her shield up and ready and just says, Silas, stand, stand behind me. You're, you're squishy. And she just like braces. All right. Do, is this just a dexterity this check? This is going to be a sleight of hand. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do it. Oh, I am. Okay. That wasn't wonderful, but I have a plus 10. So and 19. your D4. Don't oh, and D4. my D4. Hold on, hold on. Unnatural 20. <laughs> Unnatural 20? Okay. Yeah. Describe to me what you're doing. Uh, I guess I'm just, if there's like... Are there wires or anything on it? Mm, not that you can see from this angle, but the way it's set up makes you think it's attached to something on the bottom of the uh, the wagon. Okay, I guess I'm just like very carefully looking to see like where it's attached and seeing if I can sever that. Okay, somehow safely uh, with an unnatural twenty. Okay, so. Where it's placed is directly under the statue, like yeah. in the middle of the cart. So because you do have to like get under the cart, like mechanic style, and lay on your back. Um, you manage to very carefully, with just odd tools that you have on you, sort of break through and saw through one of the little dowel rods so the, the sphere drops ever so slightly. And that gives you the ability to look uh, above it and see that it is attached by these sort of copper looking wires to a flat panel on the bottom. And looking at that, you just take the odd like pliers or whatever you have and you just snip the pieces of wire. And as you do that, um, the first couple make no difference it seems, but as you snip the very last one and it comes free, you start to feel the ticking inside. Mm, mm. Okay, I'm now going a basketball-sized bomb in your hand. It's a pipe bomb. Uh, it, so does it? So it's ticking. So that means like I can very well assume like it's probably going to go off at some point. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to scoot out uh, really fast. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, okay, who wants to take this high up in the air and let it just go? Or or. Can you just throw it into the woods? Just throw okay, it into the woods. I will throw it. <laughs> I was gonna say I was literally in my head counting twenty. No. Nineteen. <laughs> Eighteen. 
Yeah. Um, Check it yeah. You uh, make a, an athletics check for me. Okay. See how well you manage. Kit is running in the opposite direction of wherever she's throwing it. There's like, no, 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 no. I assume she's throwing it to the to the right. Uh, is the twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Oh my god! You just you, shot. You, you just, just yeet like, the damn thing. Yeah. You just you like spin it around once. You're like fuck. And just shot put it into the distance um, uh, along the road. And as it hits the ground, it makes this loud thud and rolls for a little ways and comes to a stop. And everything's very quiet and peaceful. And Sylphie, like, runs over to you and, like, puts her shield in front of you just as you see the split second before it explodes, you see the bands on it pop and (laughs) just... And uh, considering how far you managed to throw it, I'm going to say the blast zone, like the shrapnel zone, ends here. And you hear like the little off of uh, (laughs) Sylphie's shield as she's holding it up. And she like peers over it and there's just this fucking crater in the road. Oh my god. She's like, okay. I'm going to run back over to Marin and be like, glad you're okay. Uh, this statue is a person. And Sylphie's already like picking up her hammer. She's like, so I shouldn't break it? No. no. Uh, Sanko is this statue, so do not break it. Um, I take the ring make any sense. I take the ring out that Ted gave me and yeah. I like rub it. I'm like, Ted, I need you right now. What didn't they come along or they were like he said he would be around to look after you guys to keep unwanted eyes Mm -hmm. off of you yeah yeah um but as you mess with the ring it like pulses but there's no response okay we can deal with that later we just need to get it out of here but right now my my thought is is if it's still a person they want it at the realm gate. We cannot take it to the realm gate. So then we won't take it to the realm gate. We'll take it somewhere else. Uh, uh, I look at Nikolai and I'm like, you can go anywhere, right? So I I can go anywhere that I know a tree. Uh, uh, I look at Kit. Where do we want um, to take this? Then? <laughs> where's a really innocuous place where there's a tree? Uh, let's take it to... Do you... Uh, fuck. I was thinking Irakel, but we can't go to Irakel. Um, shit. Haven? Uh, Do you think it's really a good We should not be close to Alarka's place. Um, okay, well, fine. Um, let's but take it to Constano. Are, as you guys are messing around oh, uh, and trying to figure out where to go, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have timers going on my desk. This is great. Uh, this is the worst. One second. Whoops, wrong layer. Oh my god, the tree moved! Ah! Oh no! <laughs> it's a mimic. No, it's a it's an awakened tree. Yeah. Like... You guys. Oh god. <laughs> Here. you. I hoped you would show up. And you hear quiet little off in the woods and see four other people in white cloaks. Oh, no. Here. <laughs> We're going to 
gonna die. We're gonna fucking and die, you guys. Quietly take positions behind Kyla. Um Nikolai is the first one to react with just horror, like, oh fuck, she's just yeah. caught me. Oh fuck is right. Um, and he his instant reaction is to turn around and slash a hole in the tree behind him, yell at his three subordinates to go, and the three of them go, but Nikolai does not. Okay. Okay, good. I was he like, you sticks. fucking bitch. <laughs> he he you see as they go through, he looks at it for a moment as if like he's thinking about it and then he just dismisses it and stays oh god and kyla standing this seven foot tall white dragonborn in white robes standing in the middle of the road surrounded by her white cloaks just sort of surveys all of you guys around this cart and she smiles ever so slightly it says I did not come here to kill all of you. All of us? Wow, how gracious. Not all of us? None, if I can help it. Help it. Help how it. Yes, gracious. I've been working on my Russian accent. Um, she sort of waves off the white cloaks behind her, and they, they back up a little bit, just sort of giving space. And she says, I was hoping this would draw you all out. It's a shame that those amulets you carry don't protect you from your own foolishness. Why bother scrying when I know I can simply wave an artifact in the open and you will come running? But, thankfully for you, I did not do this just to trap you. I'm not here for pest control. In fact, I'm not so prideful to deny that you have all become much worse than simple pests. I admire you for figuring out what no one else has for over a millennium. Truly, honestly, I'd considered asking if you would all be interested in joining me. But looking at your track record, I don't think that's a possibility. Probably not. not. Either way, I do have a proposition for you. Consider it a compliment to my delivery of Molinark and more in Gerolshell. Another gift. I'll be happy to do you all another large favor if you can promise me one simple kindness. I will give you the Golahide. You may keep it, hide it, transfer it, whatever you like. The only thing I ask in return for this favor, and those I have already done you, is that you simply stop interfering with my organization. We know we have lost the battle for the staves. You've secured six and two are out of reach. Considering the people you have assigned the transferred staves to, we will not get them back anytime soon, if ever. So, we are done with them. You've defeated us on this particular front. And I admire your, how do you say, stick to it in this. So, congratulations for managing what 
Kenna McEmborough and Senna and I could not achieve. You truly should be quite proud of yourselves. Insight check. Yeah, I is was she telling say the that truth? Too. If she telling... really going to give us the staff? Okay, roll. Oh, I don't care about the staff. Does she? Is she actually saying we've done a good job and she's giving up, or does it look like she has ulterior motives? Uh, I want to know if she's actually going to give us the staff. Natural 20. Natural 20! Yes! (laughs) Okay, so reaffirm your questions for me. Okay. I want to know if she's actually going to give us the gallhide. It was also a 26 with all of mine put together. She is telling the truth. Okay. Okay. What is this insight? Insight, yes. That's a 31. Um... And I want to know if she has ulterior motives. Like, oh, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, but I guess, is she like, is she looking at the statue of Sanka or is she giving something away? Like, She has she... kept eye contact with only members of your group this entire time. Okay. She has the poker face of gods. She is. She definitely has ulterior motives, but she has no tells. Okay. Um... But she says, um, you should be quite proud of yourselves. I'll admit freely that I am jealous. Your capacity to manage these staves has interfered with the favor I garner from Lord Elgar. And I am deeply unhappy about this. Deeply. But I try not to be a sore loser. So... It will be done here. You may have the last staff we hold, and in exchange, you'll leave us be as we try to find new purpose. And if it sweetens this already generous pot, I'll give you the pocket watch. It is no longer going to be of any use to us. What say you? We can take the entire statue? Of course. I look at Kit and Silas and Sylvie, just like I look, I'll look back at her and go, sounds like a very generous offer. Yes, well, I need this few problems on my plate right now as I can manage. Hmm. Considering all the damage that you all have done, I figure it is intelligent to cut my losses. Sorry, I'm just looking at my stuff real quick. I don't know about everybody else here, but I think that's a good deal on our end, too. I agree. I think that's a great deal. And Silas, sort of standing back a little bit further, seems very suspicious, but he, like, slowly nods. But Sylphie looks at all of you and says... You're not actually, like, believing her, right? Like, she might stop doing this, but she's going to do something else. Sylphie. Of course she's going to do something else. It's I look at her and I'm like, shut up. And uh, Kyla says, we will have other projects in the future, but no longer with the staves. I think it is fair to say that... Lord Elgar, if he ever should come back, it will not be through these staves. 
So I hear three yeses. And she glances at Sylphie and says, not to be rude, but uh, your sister's work means more to me than yours. Just give us the the staff. She and nods the pocket and, watch. And the pocket watch. Well, we, we can take the statue. Would you like me to remove the watch from the statue for you? No. We can do that ourselves. Can you? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like we know a... I'll be disappointed to miss what happens when you try. And she turns to the white cloaks behind her, and one of them steps forward and extends an arm, revealing that in one hand they are carrying the Galahide staff, and their entire arm is solid black. And she reaches out and takes hold of it with her claws, and you hear the other person, like, try to stifle a scream and they like actually pull their other hand up to their face and she just rips it away from their arm Um, and they they just close their fist and hold it together and she turns and steps a little closer could I can I make a like retroactive insight check about the her removing the pocket watch uh, if she would actually just remove it and not mess around with anything else. Go for it. Okay. God, I fucking hate these dice today. Um, eight. She seems honest, and based on what you've heard thus far, you're thinking that she means it. I don't know how else we would remove it. I mean, after all, why would she give you all of this and then screw you over with the pocket watch? I mean, that's true. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how else we'd get it out, though. We don't need to. Okay. What? But she is currently standing in the middle of the road holding out the Gala Hide, which I believe is lore book. Do, 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 do. Um, is a faceted polyhedron. Ooh. So it's it's a spe- it's a sphere with facets. Gotcha. Um, I am going to. What happens if one of us takes a hold of it? I can't remember. Well, that's the thing. Is I'm gonna actually. I'm assuming I have a water skin on me at most times. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna take the cap off of it, and I'm gonna like water bending style, like use shape water to go out and like pick up the crystal off of her hand. Okay. And then just like have it floating in front of me. The water that's holding it turns slightly red from the person she just pulled it off of. Oh. Yeah. She literally ripped it off of them. No, I. Yeah. Um. Yikes. But she she lowers her arm, and says, so we have a deal. I will not bother with you, and you will not bother with me. Mm -hmm. Deal. I will hold you to that. And she turns and heads back toward the white cloaks and gathers them all around her. And she stops for a moment 
and looks back at Nikolai, who's still standing next to the tree and has been staring at her this entire time. She says, Nikolai, we will talk eventually. And they all disappear. Uh, still, I like, I dropped the crystal so it's on the ground. And I'm still like tapping the ring. I'm like, Ted, Ted, Ted. And just a couple moments. Ooh, no, no. Mm-mm. I hate that. <laughs> no, no plural moments. Um, oh. <laughs> it's a thing I do in your No, I know. You, yeah. yeah, I have, it's made me very self conscious about it. it well,. Not about the writing. That's not what I mean. I mean, just in like everyday life, because a moment, you're right that a moment is not like a set amount of time. Yeah, so, so having yeah, multiple moments plural. doesn't make sense. Right. No. Moment. One peculiar passing moment. Um, uh, is, um, Ted, is Ted showing up? Did he show up? Uh, yes. Shortly, shortly after Kyla disappeared. Did they show up? Uh, oh, they, yes. Kieran yeah. appears. I don't have his token thing. Uh, Fearin appears. Um, Fearin appears. Oh, I didn't make a token, so Appearing. we'll just we'll just have his have the portrait. Okay. And unsquish him. There uh, you go. He appears. Say. I I look at him immediately. I'm like Ted. I need slept. Yes. I need slept near him. Not slept near. <laughs> What's her fucking name? Kieran? No. Surmir? Surmir! Oh, Surmir. <laughs> God damn it. Surmir, it's Surmir. Oh, Surmir. Okay, I need yeah. Surmir, uh, like, right now to take this statue back to Green Hall. Uh, oh, oh, okay. And he disappears once more. Okay. I turn to Marin. Um, like, do we... <laughs> what? Taking this pocket watch off this could release whoever's inside it. Yeah. It's a yes. great item, but I don't want to risk releasing Sanka on the world or even a ghost of Sanka because a ghost of Senna is terrifying. Wouldn't? That's a really stupid idea, but it's an idea. Senka is part of Senna. Mm-hmm. We could rejoin them. And Senna wouldn't die. And give her back some of her power. But what if she got memories back that are bad memories? I mean, like, memories where she wouldn't work with us anymore. I mean, that's a risk that we'd have to be willing to take. But, I mean, we took all of the staves out of the cult's hands. They don't have any of them anymore. We've already won. That's a lot. Um, there's so many what ifs. Uh, can I, when I did detect magic, did the statue seem magical? Uh, yes, extremely. Okay. And is there like a, a different beacon for where the pocket watch is? Yes, it is just under the surface of the statue on the left side near the hip. Okay. There is, you can see in the statue, there is she was carrying some sort of satchel it is inside the satchel okay let's let's ask 
Surmir, Surmir what she thinks. Yeah, about that time, uh, Surmir herself appears, this just Amazonian woman. Um, <laughs> uh, and she uh, approaches, uh, Ted's not there. Um, she technically qualifies a large creature. Um, but she just steps out of nowhere, seeming almost to appear out of the earth because she is the earth titan. Um, and she steps up to the side of this carriage and looks at the statue. Looks at all of you. We have a question. Mm-hmm. I have a couple questions. First, can you take this back to Green Hall? I think I could manage that. Okay. Second, this is a person. There is something alive in this statue. And she sort of uh, takes a look closer at it and she says, I've had my suspicions about this thing for a long time, but I never messed with it. And she gets in close, sort of looking at its face, says, is, do you know if it's Senka or maybe something else? We don't know. I don't know. Kyla lets you keep this. She told us that she she basically hinted that the only reason she took it was to draw us out. But I don't believe her because if that pocket watch was powerful enough to stop all of Greenhall for, from rotting for hundreds of years, I'm concerned that the pocket watch is the only thing keeping Sanka trapped in that statue. She sort of looks it over and says, well, regardless, they somehow managed to either shut off the field or localize it just to the statue. Otherwise, everything around here would be frozen. Mm -hmm. Is there... Yeah, I mean, would there be a way to get it out of there without disturbing the rest of the statue? I mean, I guess if she were unfrozen, she could probably just bust out out of the... Yeah. yeah. Well, if you know a particularly uh, talented wizard enchanter of some sort they might be able to modify the overall item without destroying the actual enchantment or whatever magic is on it what do you think would happen if we brought senna here to merge back with it well i don't know if they would merge back together that's what i'm worried about is if we set it free and try to stick them together and they don't stick. And if they did, I can only imagine they would either tear themselves apart or we'd meet Senka again. My vote is to take it back to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, maybe that... And actually, if you could, maybe drop it down the Trosdana Trench. I I can't put it there. Oh, okay. I, I just think that that pocket watch could be important. It's 
There's too many people who want it. It's definitely important. I'm just not sure if it's worth what it could release on the world. And Sir Mirror says, how about this? I'll take it back for now and secure it. If you all can manage to find a promising way to get the watch out, I'll let you retrieve it without any problems. Kyla offered to do it. I don't trust that. Yeah, I, that's yeah, why we, we told either. her now. The only other person I could think of who would be able to do it without too much issue would be Kenna McAmbaro, but that's not really an option at this moment. Yeah. Um, I do run over and I wrap up the crystal in a piece of cloth and okay. uh, hold on to it. Um, yeah, because I don't want it to like run off or something. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Um, gonna... Well, those birds were around. I don't know if one's just going to swoop oh, back true. and like take it, but... Oh, and Sermir says, out, but... oh, Furin took care of those. Oh, hmm. that's right. He said he was, they said they were going to. Um, yeah, if you could take this statue back to the bottom of the ocean, that would be, yeah. and keep and, a close eye on it. Yes. And she steps up into the wagon and puts her hands on either arm of the statue and you see her sort of close her eyes, but you see a glow come from behind her eyelids as she lifts it up on her own, Ooh. even though it's the size of her. She steps off of the wagon and she sets it down on the ground and it begins to meld into the earth. And they both just begin sinking in like it's quicksand until they disappear. That's super fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to okay. go over to Elaine's body. Her headless and... body? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's not completely headless. It's like sheared. It's nearly headless. Nearly headless. <laughs> like this. Um, I, I would like to go through her things to see if there's anything that Lucan might want. Uh, she has nothing on her except for a set of clothes. Wow. And uh, when you do search her, you realize she is almost skeletal underneath her clothes. She's probably been dead for a while. That makes me wonder if she... Because Lucan said that she didn't have it in her. Yeah, so they probably have just been... She was probably like, I'll do whatever, you know. Mm. And they. he also said that they used the siblings against each other and everything yeah. like that too so she probably just volunteered and um yeah i'm going um, to i'm gonna keep i'm gonna try to find like a piece of her skull or something and i'm going to keep it i don't know if that's gonna work i'm just keeping it for now okay but if she's been dead already for a long time oh yeah no, I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna keep it anyway, just in case we, just in case. Okay. I'm gonna wrap it up and like label it and be like Elaine, <laughs> Elaine, Elaine Despar, <laughs> and then I'm just gonna pop it in my bag. Uh, I am going to produce flame and set her on fire. Yeah, the uh, the fire 
takes over the Drake's bodies as well and probably catches the cart. It's all just burned. Why do I feel like we lost? Because we did. That she... This was the only way to get the Gullahide without a fight. And it's obvious that we're not going to keep our end of the bargain. Well, yeah. And she already knew that. The only reason she's giving this to us... It's a distraction. She's trying to draw us away from what she's about to do. Which means, most likely, we should head for the wrong gate. Probably. She, we need this to... is, Yeah, this is 100% like Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park with his white rabbit program. He is wiping the system so that we not see what he does next. Yeah, we have to, we need to get ahead of her about Alarka. We need to figure out. I also just have this fucking seeking, sneaking suspicion that Kellogg and Alistair are tied up in all of that. I agree with you. I think something else is going on with that. And I think maybe the reason nobody knows about Kellogg is because... He's been dead for who knows how long. If Elaine can travel around dead. I don't, I don't even think that's it. I think he might be a persona that somebody has. I think, I don't know if it's Kyla. I don't know if Kyla's running around pretending to be him or if somebody else is. Because there's nothing about him at all. Question. So my detect magic lasted for 10 minutes while all that was going on. Mm-hmm. It would have been on when Kyla showed up. Was there anything powerful coming from her? I mean, she's a lich. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But like... I mean, she was like a fucking beacon. Yeah. Yeah. But was there any like magical items on her? Like anything oh, like a phylactery? Tons of magical items on her. Okay. Okay. Like, if, almost everything she had on her that you could see was magical and then some. We also, that's the other thing, too, is that if, I know I had theorized that this statue might be Kyla's phylactery, but if she was willing to take the pocket watch from it and possibly, or leave it with us to have it destroyed, I don't think that's what it is. No. Yeah. I think that was a fun theory. It was it was a really good theory, I think, yeah. personally. But yeah. I really appreciated that theory because that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Future plans. Yeah. So there's... Now we have two liches and two phylacteries running around. And one of the liches has turned into the world's best dad, suddenly. And Sylphie leans in and says, yeah, when are we going to go take care of that one? I think it's getting closer on the list. Oh, I also didn't tell Sylphie about scrying on Alistair. Okay, so she leans in and after she says that, she's like, by the way, what? Um, tell you about it later. Yeah, we'll 
I'll tell you about it later. Um, okay, so what are we doing now? You guys are in like analysis paralysis. Um, yeah, we yeah. should probably head back to the realm gate just to make sure everything's okay. And, and Nikolai in particular nods. Yeah, uh, Nikolai, can you take us back there, or do you need me to? Uh, it will burn a more powerful spell, but I can I can take you. Okay, and let's let's go back to the realm gate, and we need to. I don't know if we need to go to Haven and talk to people or have a meeting at the mines, but something is going on. I mean, we have to figure out what we're going to do with Galahad. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we want to still have Senna transfer it, if we give it to her and then have her transfer it to somebody else, or if we want to just leave it in that weird contraption that Kenna had down in the cavern. I don't know. I think we do need to talk with more people about that. Agreed. Um, Let's, yeah, let's go. Back to back to the realm gate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nikolai tears open the portal on the side of the tree, and you all head in. Um, arriving back in Fjallheim uh, in the courtyard, uh, you see everything appears to be business as usual. It's winding down because it is now getting to later evening. Um, or wait, no, you guys are checking on the realm gate. You to take me there. Um, so instead, sorry, uh, he bamps you guys out of one of the larger trees near the gate itself, out of one of the large birch trees. Um, and as you step through into the sort of ethereal, foggy, you know, forest of the ancients-esque mm-hmm. uh, place, uh, you do see uh, the first ring uh, of the realm gate in the fog and all of the guards still standing there. Um, and you see beyond it, fading into the distance, the other rings. Everything seems quiet. Okay. Nikolai, uh, we can't thank you enough for what you've done. And if there's something that we can do to protect you... (laughs) I... I say this with the utmost respect because I do believe that if anyone could, it would be all of you. But I don't think you can protect me from Kylo or Vader. We could send you to Haven to be behind the shield. My place is here. If that comes with the Eidolon cults bothering the Guild of the Gate again, then so be it. I have friends here to support me, and I have important research to do. And also, I would like to be available here with all of the resources that we have, so that if you have questions, I might be able to answer you quickly. Well, that would be Keep you in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I will be on standby. I'll hold out a hand and for a handshake. Yeah, he steps up and shakes your hand, just this gigantic golden dragon claw. Um, and he gives you, even though you can see he's worried, you can see a little smile as he says, I think regardless of what Kyla has just done, even though we have no idea what she's playing at, I think you can manage. Um, keep a 
tell the guards and things to keep an eye out for a pure white creature. Yes, we all know what she... Okay. No, not Kyla. I mean, like, the animal that she's been carrying around that's an avatar oh. of a Larka. Yes. Uh, that apparently will... can shapeshift. I'll speak with Lissara about doubling the guard. But um, uh, I've reached the end of my ability to teleport people around for the day, so whatever you need to go next, you'll have to find your way there yourself. If you need supplies or information before you go, I can help. Um, okay. We'll Thank you. We'll see. I think we're... Are we... Planning on going back up to Haven then? Um, I am going to call Vosner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Show me the beast. All right. Uh, so you you call through, and Constanos uh, is like a time zone or two ahead of you, so it takes a minute. Uh, but eventually, uh, the mirror face clears and uh you see a uh where is he right now you do not see Vosner. um you see a human man long black hair uh you see an amulet of the raven queen around his uh neck and he looks a little tired as he says yes hello is this uh mr kit yes uh, i need to talk to Vosner." Uh, he's indisposed at the moment. Is this something I can pass along for you? Um, yeah, sure. Um, you can let Vosner know that Kyla Uruvela has given us the Galahide willingly, and uh, she is now attempting to probably destroy the world. You sure you don't want to go get him real quick? Yes, one moment. Okay. He sucks the mirror down. <laughs> Um, and you hear him. You hear him in the distance, just going, "Hi, Grava!" <laughs> and eventually, the mirror picks up again. You see Bosner going, "What the hell is happening?" Uh, so okay, quick rundown. Kyla Uruvela stole the statue of Sanka from Greenhall. All right, that's concerning. Yes, uh, we got it back. However, Kyla showed up. She gave us the statue and the Galahide. Without a fight. And she what told did us... did you give her? We didn't give her anything. She told us that we're to stay out of her business from now on. And that the Heidelin cult is no longer using the staves. What the hell are they using? That's their whole thing. Uh, we... Kyla has an avatar of Alarka. Oh, I'm sorry... No, what? you heard me. She is carrying around some sort of creature that can shapeshift that's pure white and is an avatar of Alarka. Alarka has spoken to me once. Um, it's uh, concerning. Okay. Uh... And I'm we're not sure what to do next, but we have the Galahide. Listen, son, this is brand new territory for all of us. Oh, my God. 
you, uh, I don't know what the Hodlin cult is without the staves. They don't have any anymore? None. They have zero. Why, and why they is said that, that they're encouraging? they said they are no longer pursuing Algar as like their god of choice. Oh no, no, they still are. They're yeah. just not pursuing the staves. Yeah. Well, they're not they pursuing said, the, okay. He said that wasn't the way that he was gonna come back, clearly. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Retract that. Uh so I misunderstood. So yeah, they're um they're not using the staves anymore to bring back Algar. They have a new plan. And we don't know what it is. How it I uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't either. Um, yeah. God damn it! I wish we could talk to Kenna. I tried that. That's how Alarka got at me. And no one up there has figured out a way to get her out yet, or even put someone in her place that can hold up for a minute or we anything. We haven't figured it out yet. Um, or we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, we could. Anyone? What other leads do we have then? Who who else is? Can we? Can we track somebody down to get more information? Can we? I am starting to believe that Kyla is the only one who knows what's going on at this point. She has been very actively destroying the people around her who know things. She basically gave us a Thane, and she gave us Cynthia Moore, and now she's given us the Galahide. She is cleaning house for what she's about to do next. And my yes. assumption is, is that she will be the one in charge of the entire cult when she's done. Is is God damn it, I wish I wish we wouldn't have had to give up Lysander. Um well uh, we can always we can always bring him back. Uh no, I know. No, we're not doing that. Uh, I mean we could bring him back and we kill him again, but um Ooh. which is a little weird. <laughs> Who else Who else knows? about what's going on who else is working on this is there any neutral parties is there any any other allies who are more in the know i mean um, i have access to the best people i know right here in constantos and they've got nothing i even we found the the mole the white cloak mole that the realm of the gate has and or the <laughs> realm gate realm. whatever the gate of the gate of the gate has the gators, and, uh, the, yeah. the gator, the gate of the gators. Yeah, and he he has no idea what's going on either. He's just as clueless, and he's a white cloak. So, I think the only people who really know what's happening is Kyla. I think she wants to keep it that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she plans to either take over, or we also know she's a lich. She could become maybe she can become the vessel for I... whatever is about to come through. I lean over and I look at Bostner and I'm like, what I think is most important right now, or one of the more important things, is finding out who the hell Kellogg is. 
Well, then wouldn't you go to, like, when's the last time you talked to Alistair? I scried on him yesterday, and I mean, he... I assume if anyone's going to know anything about him, it's going to be yeah. the lich who has his phylactery in it. We're not doing that. He's in Gunnir Tower. In Frosthold? Yep. I don't... He's the only one who's going to know anything. No, we can't... we're not doing that. We're the next time we see him, we're ambushing him. There's not going to be a conversation. No. And Selfie's like, yeah, exactly. We have another option. What? Let's go to Haven. I mean, that's all we can do at this point, right? Because we have, we just, we just won this this whole thing we 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 have the statue where we need it we have all of the staves why do i feel like we're so stuck why do i feel like she just it's because she won i just don't know why god she just checkmated us somehow she did and i don't know what she did and um uh vosner says i'm serious maybe Maybe Alistair's the person to talk to. That's... With all due respect, Faustner, fuck you. <laughs> We're not talking to him. Uh, I'm walking away. I walk okay. away. Um, I... And, okay. I look at Vosner. Uh, is there anybody else around me, or is it just me now? Uh, it's you, and Silas is still there. He's giving Marin space. Sylphie okay. walked away with her. Okay. I look at Silas and I say, you are not to say a word of this. Okay. Do you, what I'm about to say, you are not to say anything. Do you understand? All right. I look back at Vossner. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Haven. And I'm going to see if I can take Kenna's place for a minute. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Woo, DM freak out there for a second. Um, all right. uh, uh, okay. Composure. Um, Vosner. Vosner doesn't know you're a player character. <clears throat> nope. Uh, Vosner <laughs> says, I are. Are you sure about that? We don't know if we'll, if it's even possible, or if we could get you out. What what other choice do we have if we need her back on our side? I don't know. We never should have lost her to begin with. It just seems like trading one useful person for another is not quite the way of it, especially because we're going to have to catch her up on everything. Yeah, but she, now that she's been inside there, if Alarka has stopped me from seeing, from talking to her, she may know more about what's going on. That's true. And she's also been battling Algar this entire time. Who knows what she's learned in that time. 
I still don't think it's a smart idea for you. Got a better idea? Be, well, I'd offer, but I don't have the right kind of abilities. Uh, do you know a stronger druid? <laughs> no. Okay. Not at all. I think the only other person I could possibly imagine to match her, even when she was mortal, was maybe somebody from her family, but none of them are as, as accomplished as she is. And I could ask mention Inaya's gone. I could ask them for help. But that's if there was a way to even just release her for a minute. Oh, there's the timer. Uh Marin. Uh what? At that moment. What? Um <laughs> what? uh as you're what are you doing? What have you been doing since you walked away? Uh just kind of like sulking to myself. Where exactly are we? We're like in the forest outside you're, you're of You're in the woods like a day away from Fjallheim. Or no, sorry, you're you're in uh, you're in uh the Rigerfall Mountains. So you're you're in like this foggy birch forest near the Realm Gate. I guess I'm just walking yeah, just walking away, just trying to like cool down. A little bit, just... Sylphie is, like, she's not following you, but she's, like, staying nearby. You can tell she's kind of bothered as well. Uh, but about this moment, as you're trying to get a handle on things, you don't know why you do it, but there's just a moment where you sort of furrow your brows and you look up. And you watch Kellogg walking toward the realm gate. in full black with a satchel over his shoulder, hair tied back. He is just calmly walking directly at the realm gate. None of the guards are reacting. Shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> That's not going to be good, dude. Um, um, how, wait, how close to the realm gate are we? You're like maybe a hundred feet off. Fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am going. <laughs> maybe I am going to shoot him. Um. And as you pull up your gun, he disappears. Didn't look at you. Nothing. Uh. Oh. Wait. I can use this now. I'm going to cast see invisibility because Flameheart can do that. Let me double check on the specifics. Because invisible creatures see into the ethereal plane. Okay. Um, I just whisper under my breath, like, show me where he went, bud. And you hear Flameheart say, ooh. And as your vision lights up, you see strange creatures all over the place, all these ethereal beings that sort of drift between the realms. There's no Kellogg. Oh man, am I hallucinating now? Um, uh, I turn back around to Sylphie and I'm like, go back, go get the boys. 
What, what uh, happened? Just, just, just what? tell oh. them come, come to the gate quick. Uh, and guys, I'm, and she I'm gonna run runs toward, off to get you guys. I'm gonna come toward the gate and run to the uh, guards standing there. I'm like, be on the lookout. I just saw someone. Yeah, and as you like run here. toward them, they like move in front of the gate. But seeing you, uh, saying someone's around, they're like, what? What did? It, what did he look like? He was a drow. I know him. His name is Kellogg. All right, and they call back amongst the rings, and you hear the shouts going further back as they each uh, speak to each other, and they gather up and hold in front of the first gate, because you have to get through the first gate to go through the others, and um, they do send one of them off running back into the fortress to get reinforcements, and as they all gather up and look around, and there are people searching the area, no Kellogg. I might be looking crazy, but you know what? I'd rather do that than... Yeah. So I'm just going to sit there until everyone comes to join. Yeah. So Sylphie comes and gets y'all. Okay. Um, saying, Marin just saw something. I don't know what's happening. Help. Okay. Uh, Vosner will talk about this later. All right. Be careful. Yep. Bye. And I tuck the mirror back in and like, all right, let's go. You run to the gate. Everybody's all gathered. Everybody looks nervous. Nothing's I'm happening. I'm gonna look at one of the guards and be like, "How can you tell if somebody's passed through a gate? Does it uh, show?" Yeah, the the whole gate lights up. It's you can't miss it. What if they end? Has it lit up? No. What? It is all inert and. I I. I tried to see invisibility. He's he was just gone. What did he? You couldn't see him with the invisibility, but he disappeared. And Marin, just beyond the guards, you see the back of Kellogg walking through the gates, but you realize his image is sort of shimmery. And I disappears point, again. Uh, fuck. Nobody else sees this. Shit. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. And the, the gates aren't lighting up or anything. No, not at all. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. He just went through one of the gates. What did it and what did it look like? It was like shimmery. It was like weird. It was it seems strange. Does that sound and, familiar to me? Uh make an arcana Okay. Six. Uh must have glitter. Weird. Uh, okay. I don't... Shit. Okay, hold. The guards are searching now. Hold. We have the Galahide in our possession. Uh-huh. I don't so... feel comfortable taking it through the gate if we're going to follow him. We're not. And one of the guards says, uh... Uh, no we're one's, not going through the gate. No one's going through the gate without the guildmaster's permission. What gate did I see him go through? Well, you guys are standing in front of the first. You saw him walking through the third and going further. Where does... So he's just going through all of them? You have to go through all nine to transfer. Okay. But it doesn't work. If I remember that from Jax. Sorry. If you're as you pass through the gates, your body shifts and changes the way it looks. But we don't know that. But it's 
Okay. Sorry. Shouldn't have said um, anything. But yeah. And at that moment, you hear a little pop. And a golden scroll drops down in front of Marin. Oh no. I'll pick it up. You unroll it. it. And you see very familiar handwriting of Mr. Alistair Altera. Mm-hmm. And it says, I need to speak with all of you immediately. That's it. I'm just frozen, just staring at it like. Can I read it over her shoulder? Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I'll pull out my scroll. I'll just write back to him and be like, where are you? How do we get there? Send it off. And a moment later, it comes back and it is not a letter per se, but it is a drawing. Uh, and the first thing on the drawing is a very complex rune circle that you recognize as the design for a teleportation circle. Mm -hmm. It is essentially the coordinates for how to get someplace. Okay. And then the rest of it is a map of the area of manas in Frosthold. Okay. Um, I will copy it down onto something. Okay. So it doesn't disappear. Uh, um, the writing eventually disappears. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is... I know you guys don't want to do this, but do we have any other choice? And Sylphie, sort of having figured out what's going on, says, All right, let's fucking talk to him, and then we can kill him. We need somebody who knows how to teleport. I mean, somebody at the guild's got to know how. I am also kind of used up a little bit, so I don't... If it's going to be a fight, I don't have much. You all, you all can talk to him. I'm not talking to him. don't you don't have to i'll talk i told i told myself that the next time i saw him was going to be when i killed him i'm not gonna listen to him anymore whatever he has to say do you want me to go by myself no i and sylvie says uh no okay just I'm offering. I don't want to make this more traumatic than it is. Listen, you and Silas can talk to him or something. Okay. I'll I'll stick with you, Mare. Okay. I you don't have to. If you need to chew him out or something, I'll I I'll chew him out right before I kill him. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Let's go. Is Nikolai still here? 
Uh, no. Okay. I guess let's all take off towards the the main place. Okay. Um, you head down into the underground spiral staircase that just goes around and around and around. And around oh yeah, forever. that's right. We're underground. Uh, and you uh, get somebody to send you guys back along this sort of underground train. Uh, just skipping for brevity. Uh, and as you get back into the main fortress and through the doors, um, you do see that uh, Nikolai is there and he is speaking with uh, uh, the guildmaster Lee's D'Artra. And she's standing there sort of listening to him recount what's happened. And she turns and sees all of you and says, well, this is quite a pickle. Where are you headed next? Uh, it's gotten worse. Um, Great. <laughs> uh, we just, or Marin just saw Kellogg pass through the realm gates without setting them off. Then... This is also the man that nobody in this on this entire planet knows who he is, and he's also a phylactery for the for a lich. So we have no idea what he's capable of. I mean, he couldn't have passed through if they didn't light up. You know, you say that, but the moment I'm the he's... only one who knows how to light them up. Only the guildmaster knows how to activate them. Yeah, I'm gonna vote that he figured it out just to be safe. Um, I'm even listen i don't doubt that your friend saw something but even the gods don't know how to start the realm gates it i doubt i doubt he managed anything too dangerous we'll look into it what if he was potentially connected to an ancient demon of frost i know who you're talking about yeah. My stance holds. Okay. Well, um, we I hold out the sheet of paper. I'm like, we need somebody to teleport us. Uh, then that'll be Missandra that can whoa, Bissara. <laughs> no, you did it. Oh god. <laughs> uh that'll be Visara who can get you there. Um and she looks off and you see Visara, this uh, the drow captain of the chasers already coming in. She's like, I'm here. Uh, what? What is it? Get your chocks. We need to teleport. <laughs> Come with me. Okay. And she Thank you. leads you guys uh, all to a nearby room, a large open space that you see already has all of these grooves dug into the ground in several concentric circles. Um, sort of similar to like Essex Tower. It has all of the like pre-carved runes that most circles need and uh, she takes your piece of paper and starts drawing and is surprisingly fast at it and she says so this is taking you to Gungnir Tower yes well uh, honestly I'm curious about the place but you have more important things to do uh, would you mind if I kept this no that's fine I mean you can come along if you want I can't at the moment. Oh, okay. Sounds like there's some things to take care of at the gate, but I have always wanted to research the uh, the nine villages, and she oh. sort of well, continues on. Just FYI, marking. this tower is inhabited by a lich, so like, be careful. I get it. 
And as she oh, gets oh, ready for the last uh, the last march, she says, all of you step in. You have everything you need. I don't know where this is going to drop you. Here's hoping. All right. Well, uh, hope to see you again soon. And she puts the last mark in, and the entire circle lights up under your feet. And you all feel like you just get sucked down through the floor, and just all the breath leaves your body. We're going to drop on break there, because that's nice. And, uh, Yay! <laughs> was definitely not prepared for this. No, oh, me neither. I, this is why I've been excited. <laughs> All right, we'll be back at 7.05. All right, see you guys in a bit. Bye, y'all. Oh, hi there, everybody. Hello. Hi. I'm ready to die. Emotionally, mostly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Why are you guys so scared of Alistair? <laughs> I'm I don't not. know about yeah, kid. I am Meredith. <laughs> I'm in character. So oh, this is gonna be fun. Mostly because you guys have no idea what's about to happen. Nope. Um, I'm talking this up, but you could be horrifically disappointed. Um, who knows? All right. So. I'm already horrifically disappointed, so it's fine. <laughs> wow. Not All with right. the, not with the game. That, not that with the game. My, my Just, soul. No, I meant with life in general. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that okay. I am um, dead inside. I am now. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Boys wanted those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was like, like a millimeter away from coming out my nose. <laughs> so sorry. Or or coming right back out, just go everywhere. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, anyway, so you all are falling through the teleport circle, and rather gently, uh, oh. your feet touch down on snow. And the snow is, uh, it's pretty, um, shallow is the word. Um, there's just a very light dusting of snow on top of this circle. Even though it is summer in the Southern Hemisphere, you guys are that close to the Antarctic Circle. Uh, so you're in a place where it can snow, still snow very occasionally during summer. Um, Same though. And uh, looking ahead as your vision sort of clears and you realize where you are, you are standing uh, in a sort of depression into the ground, what almost looks like an <laughs> amphitheater. Uh, you're standing in depression. I am standing um, in a depression. Like, almost Tuesday here I am. It's <laughs> like uh, an amphitheater with large steps. Ooh. And you guys are standing in the bottom of it. Uh, and the teleportation magic has just melted holes in the shape of the runes below your feet. Um, looking up, you can see the snow has mostly like fallen in and coalesced here. But as you climb up the steps and out, 
you look across a slightly patchy bits of snow here and there, but a mostly green landscape. Um, green and brown, because it's going to be a little, little uh, barren. But um, you are looking uh, at a an open expanse of sort of rocks and uneven ground and lichens and moss and small plants everywhere, sort of tundra in the summer, more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, but all around this area, there is a vast, extremely thick uh, pine forest, it just in all directions. Damn boy. Shut up. It's Damn. beautiful. I love this word picture. Um, and to the south, you see something very weird sticking up out of the forest. You see what you think is like some kind of like bone with others attached to it. It almost looks like the skeletal oh. structure of a wing. Ah. Mm. Mm. And it's just sort of in an awkward angle above the trees. Oh my god. He just summoned us to an ancient zombie dragon. I don't know about zombie. You also see out of the forest uh, little billows of white smoke coming up, almost like chimney smoke. And in the direction of all of this, you do see figures moving around in the woods, just sort of moving back and forth. You can distantly hear the sound of an axe going through wood. Somebody's chopping. You see out of the forest, a few tiny figures just run by, all chasing each other. You see an older figure come running out and chase after them, yelling in a language you don't know. You know, this pastoral scene is really pretty. Where's the part where we all get murdered? <laughs> um, this is starting and, uh, to feel like a Mr. Werewolf painting. You do see, uh, leading from the amphitheater toward all of this, uh, whatever's in the woods, is a not well-kept, but at least kept clear of snow uh, stone road. And there are little metal light posts standing up here and there along the way. None of them are lit. Uh, it, is, it is evening, but none of them are lit. What color is the road? Brown. <laughs> Yellow okay. brick. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it's it's like a it's like a mix of like rosy sandstone mostly. Gotcha. Do the lampposts look especially whimsical? Uh, they are a like shepherd's crook shape okay. with a little lantern right. hanging off the end, so they're a little whimsical. They're Cute. like spirited away swamp bottom whimsical. Ah, ah! Uh, thank you for the food delivery. Courtesy Thanks, of Corey. Corey. They say thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yep. I love his tone of voice. It always cracks me up. And he so, sounds like yeah. a disappointed dad. He really yeah. sounds disappointed, yeah. It's really funny when you get him like going on something that he's passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then Why, it just kind of voice go slightly like elevates. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're I've like, oh, you're getting real riled up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, yeah, I had to mow the lawn today. But Marvel, you know, they did this yes, cool thing. Yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. I've heard him do it. I'm, I'm a dungeon master. I know how to mimic people. It's so funny. He's like anyway, the most yes. just like even-keeled person I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. You guys same. see this decidedly beautiful summer tundra in front of you with the pine forest beyond. It's time to burn it down. <laughs> and kids and adults off in the distance doing their own things. It's... Adults plural? Yeah, there's multiple. You can see larger figures in the woods. We're not... If I look We're around, do I see tower. the tower? No. Uh, oh, you okay, do okay. see the tower. Okay. Uh, it is quite a ways away, and I the figured. only reason you can pick it out from all of the trees because at this distance, they're kind of even keel at the angle you're at, is the tower has a lightning rod at the top of it. Ooh. And it looks very distinct from the trees. Um, I will take out my scroll and I will write a message to Alistair real quick and I'll be like, all right, we're here. Where are you? Okay. Ah. We here. Where are you at? And uh, you receive a... Slightly delayed message of I'll see you at the tower. If I look around, do I see a horse? Uh, not here. Well. We'll just walk. Are you sure? Yeah, let's go. It's not that far away. I don't fucking know. (laughs) You can see the tower. You can see a lot of things on a clear day. I can see. On a clear the... day, you can see forever. Uh huh. That's no. You can only actually see about like, three miles. What's the name? Of I thought the it was like musical? forty. Because I think a... that's the. Because I, I can stand at the lighthouse here in Muskegon and see Saga Tuck. So. Hold on. I, there's a there's a musical for called On a Clear Day tall, You Can See Forever. For a six foot oh. tall person, the horizon is a little more than three miles away. I do not believe that. <laughs> okay, so the horizon is three miles away. Yes. But you can still see beyond the horizon if it's tall. You can, yes. Okay. Okay, that makes a little more sense. And this is on flat ground. Okay. Um, well, I imagine the lake is in a depression, like a little bit of one. It's fine. We'll just walk. Okay, fine. We'll walk. You could see 100 miles if you were like 1,800 meters above the ground. I ain't that high yet. No, me neither. Never want to again. Uh, anyway. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, you guys head in towards this area. Mm, yeah, sure. Just walk. Sure. Is anything special? Nope. Okay. I just... We're just fucking walking. Quiet the like whole time. Peasants. Okay. Uh, walking you... by Silas. Just arms crossed. Yeah. Um, he, he sticks by your side but stays quiet. Sylphie is... Decidedly leading. Um, she's oh. a couple steps ahead of everybody. Um, and uh, as you follow this road, you come upon a village. 
It is. I really don't a, like this. Uh, it is interesting though, in that this village is probably older than Seeger Rayfear. Everybody in this village is a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Shut up for a second. <laughs> Um, the first buildings you come across, uh, well, the first thing you notice is that as you enter the woods, the road becomes less useful because plants have just grown up in and around it, uh, sort of overgrown, more or less. <laughs> and as you get into the village, it is a little clearer on the main drag, but all of the buildings are just covered in plants and mosses, and some of them have trees growing out of them, and people have just built around them, lived in them, whatever needs doing. First thing you come across is a little blacksmith shop. And you can hear the anvil ringing with the hammer as a, uh, uh, probably be a dwarf in this area, as a, uh, a long sort of red bearded dwarf is just working away, has uh, what appears to be an elven assistant. They both look up, see you guys pass by and smile and wave, and they go back to their work. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. Across the way... We're in fucking Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do across, not like this. Across the way is a bakery, which has a window full of goodies, things that Jax would love. Um, past that is several houses that are all sort of clustered together around an inner yard. Um, good job. Thank you. And uh, I caught them both with my legs. Down the way, uh, one of the first big things to catch your attention is the skull of a large dragon. I fucking knew it. And it is bleached white. Uh, and the rest of its body is currently hanging off of a church. In fact, the steeple impales it through the chest and holds one of its wings aloft. Ooh. And it's just there. It looks like it's been there for forever. Are there, like, people walking around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's people everywhere. Can I just grab one of them real quick? Sure. Be like, hey, so... You you stop a half-elven man, sort of young but a little bit rugged. um, Mm -hmm. And you see he is wearing some light armor. He looks almost like a guard or patrol or something. And he has a very ratty patch on his chest that says GWC. GWC. Indeed. And he stops and sort of pulls off this leather like it's not so much a helmet. It's almost like a just like a cap. And he pulls it off and says, uh, can I help you? Yeah, um, can you, first of all, are you like, are you okay? Yeah, why? Insight check. Okay. Don't believe him. 13, I probably believe him. He seems okay, if a little tired. Okay. Says, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, you folks new around here? You could say that. I've never seen you before, and it's not very often we get new people um, in. Are you with the, with the Glacier Watch? Oh. That's what it is. Um, no, we're just traveling. Travel down to Mars. Was it the Glacier Watch crew? <clears throat> the Glacier Watch uh, company. Company. I believe. 
Sure. I don't fucking know. Not my world. Hold on, check. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Glacier Watch Core. Corpse. Oh, okay. Corpse. Okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this the super cool church, and maybe a little bit uh, about the tower? Uh, well, I'm not exactly a historian, but I can tell you what I know. Um, sure. So Fuck. the church here is uh, it's a temple to Zarinalin. Um The uh, the dragon, which I assume is what you're really asking about. <clears throat> I was killed something like. He looks up at the bow and says, maybe just after the calamity? Mm. Uh, something like that. A group of hounds at the, the Glacier Watch. Uh, they uh, came in and sort of took over protection of the area, and dragon scared them off, and all the locals killed the dragon themselves. Oh. And he points to the, the blacksmith shop says, actually, uh, Draenor's uh, grandfather, he's the one who forged the swords that uh, that killed it. Wow. Sort of a sort of a point of pride for the village. Yeah. Uh, as for the tower, uh, well, I mean, it's all wizard tower. Are there any wizards currently in it? Oh, yeah. Mr. Altera is up there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Him and um, oh, I don't know. There's there's kids that live with them. I, I, they mm. come through the village sometimes. I forget the names. They're pretty new. Um, do they do they interact with you guys much or the kids? I um, mean Altera. Him not so much, but the kids have friends down here that they play with. Hmm. Why you you know Mr. Altera? Yeah, we've met a few times. We're down here to visit him. Oh, well, if you go right to the end of the road and he points down, uh, this boy is very trusting. Small town in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. He uh, points down the road and says, if you go to the very end of the road, uh, there's a, a pier that goes out into the lake. Uh, it has like a little beacon at the end of it. Um, there's boats down there. I'm sure one of the local fishermen will give you a ride across for a small fee. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much. You've been so helpful. Absolutely. And um, if you folks are sticking around for a while, he motions uh, not too far away, says, uh, the tavern doesn't really have rooms per se, but they have places where you can, like, you know, put out a bedroom and sleep if you need. Okay, perfect. You folks take care and um, welcome to Mama's. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. And he puts his little cat back on and keeps on his patrol. I... And Sylphie immediately says, that was bullshit. Yeah, there's something going on here that I don't like. Yeah. Um, If I cast Detect Magic... Yeah. Did I pick up anything weird? What's your definition of weird? Oh, do I pick up anything magical? I'm assuming magic isn't like an everyday household item. Um, there are... Well, the first thing you notice is that the road is magical. The fuck? Um, oh, it's what, heated. 
to yeah, keep the is. snow off. Oh, it is. Okay. It's evocation. Evocation. Yeah, yeah. It's evocation magic. That's exactly. Um, you do also notice that every front door in the radius has a minor enchantment on it. Oh my god, we're fucking next to the Nile River. What? What? You guys don't... Isn't that the story of one of the plagues? Like, you had oh. to put blood over the door or else yeah. Jesus would kill your firstborn or something? Did you say Jesus? <laughs> no. I don't know how no, the story that was, goes. That was God's thing, yeah, not Jesus. Was... They're the, literally the same person, according to the book. Jesus did Yes, but at the same time, they're not. For like another thousand years. cyclical reasoning. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, um... Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus personally comes and kills your yeah, children. Yeah, he's like, hi, uh, I'm here to kill your children. <laughs> uh, I never I'm your savior. That. I never understood that at all, how they can be the same but different. Um, anyway, we're not going to get into that because we know how Taylor feels about that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, minor enchantments on the doors. Um, and then okay. both this guy and anybody else with a GWC patch... Uh, the patch itself is mildly enchanted. Okay. Not in... Not in hmm. Let me rephrase that. Uh, the patch itself is not enchanted, but it has something in it that is enchanted. Gotcha. Which I think for detect magic... What does it tell you about the object? Just the school of magic. Uh, would be... Uh, I don't want school of magic that would fall. Hold on, one sec. Uh, would be divination. I figured. It's protection. Um, okay, well, I guess we should go down to the boat. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. head down the road. And as you go, you find that the people here are pretty friendly. If you make eye contact with any of them, they smile, wave, but let you be. God's like going home. A couple kids stare at you guys like, who the fuck are these outsiders? Um, I flip them off as we go. And a couple of them are like... Oh, no. Mission accomplished. Oh, they don't know what that means out here. Um, and when you come to the end of the road, uh, you see a stone sort of uh, a stone wall at, uh, or a built-out like stone jetty uh, with a pier that uh, extends out into the lake itself. And Kit, you recognize this lake very well. This massive glass clear. Uh, and glass smooth, deep green and blue lake. Um, and you see in the distance at the other shore, there are entire glaciers sitting at the edge of this lake. Mm. Um, and off in the middle, on a moderately small island, uh, stands a gray tower with uh, ancient sort of architecture. It looks even older than anything in the village. So you can probably guess, uh, being taken care of, it is probably well over a thousand years old. Um, But it's been kept up very well. And the entire tower is just enshrouded in greenery, covered in vines and mosses. And there's trees on the island. 
and the entire island is surrounded by a broken down old wall that looks like it used to sort of butt up against the water, uh, but now it's just eroded into nothing. Uh, and there's a small dock with a small sailboat on the other side. Uh, looking around the jetty, you see several boats of all shapes and sizes, all fishing or rowboats, uh, and people are just taking care of them and going out fishing or, or no, it's the end of the day, so they'd be coming in and sort of putting things away. Um, I guess I'll grab one of them that looks able-bodied. What's your idea of able-bodied? Somebody who looks like kind of young and like like they could row really well. Okay. Because I don't uh, want to. You you grab a uh, youngish human man who's currently uh, winding rope around his arm uh, next to one of these small fishing boats with a single sail, and he stops and says, "How you doing? How can I help you?" Hi. Um, we actually need to get to the tower. I was wondering if you could give us a ride. Uh, and he looks around the dock, seeing there's not really too many other people around. He says, uh, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I'll make it worth your while. Who's that? that sounded weirder than I meant it, but... He asks you genuinely confused, like, what does that mean? I, I mean, I'll pay you for your time. What did you... That's not necessary. And he uh, begins unspooling the rope and tosses it back in the boat. We are in a TV show. I mean, I'm a fisherman, yeah, but... You you don't want payment for your time? Well, I mean, I figure you're new folks. Best foot forward. Insight check. Sure. I love how you guys are just suspicious of nice yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not normal. No. 16. Seems pretty honest. You're new. He's trying to make a good impression. What's your name? <laughs> I thought you had a whole bunch of Irish names ready. Yeah. I do. Let me grab one. Uh Kieran. We can't have here and fear and cure. No. Joe said. Uh, Joseph. He says, uh, uh, name's Leodan. Leodan McFetherflaffy. No, just Leodan of Manans. Oh. Oh, that's what you guys do here? Well, some of us, yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, I'm I getting to the bottom of my popcorn. I don't really have a family name, so. Oh God, I went Scottish. Why um, Why don't you have a family name? I just don't. I mean, I guess technically other people call me uh, Fisher, but that's, that's just my job. That's weird. Well, that's sort of how family names work around here. Do you want a different one? I am an extremely powerful druid. I can bequeath you a new name. Or like that, you... that TikTok you showed, I can bequeath you a new name. I haven't bequeathed I haven't bequeathed in a long time. Yeah. It says, you know, I'm kinda curious actually. 
Yeah. Sure. You want me to make it up, or do you want to pick one? Go for it. Oh, Lord. I keep okay. switching back and forth between Scottish and Irish. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Marin just mutters under her breath, that's a bad idea. Uh, what kind of what kind of fish do you catch mostly? Uh, in the kitchen. Uh, rainbow trout. What? Rainbow trout is what's in Kichitakipi. Okay, yeah, rainbow trout. Hmm. What'd you say your name was? <laughs> Leodon. Leodon! Okay. Uh, how about Leodon McStripey Bass? <laughs> I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I don't think that's going to work. Uh, what about, what about Leodon, um, of the Rainbow Fishes? Do y'all want to ride across or not? Yes, please. Okay. The whole time we're on the boat, I'm going to be throwing different names at him, (laughs) and they all have to do with fish. Leodon McFillet. Leodon McFillet. Uh, Leodon McFish. Um, but Leod- <laughs> he just unspools the sail and pushes off with a long pole and Leodon McLong pole. I think that's kind of bragging, and he just takes hold of the rudder and leans on the side. Um, <laughs> leans on the side of the boat as you all ride and Leodon McBoat lean. What's your name, friend? Jerry. <laughs> and he just laughs I am to himself. Jerry McDruid. <laughs> All right. Any other colorful names in this uh, in this group? Why, why is no. Jerry colorful? And um, no, never mind. Um, but uh, he guides you guys across the lake. Uh, to the opposite dock and throws the mooring lines around the poles and says, do you need me to wait here for you? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Just uh, got to get to dinner soon. So don't, don't take too long. We'll see. We definitely won't. And he <laughs> sort of helps each of you get out of the boat and uh, you step onto the dock, which looks moderately new, um, and uh, you head in towards the broken gate to the rest of the island. Um, being that it is well past dark at this point, um, the grounds are lit up by a number of sort of blue-green floating orbs that just sort of drift in this extremely slow circle around the grounds, almost they almost have a weird like firefly buzz around them, but they, they all move in a slow circle. And um, you see off to the right side of the tower as you're approaching and looking up at this maybe four or five, maybe even six story structure. Um, you can see in the windows and the sides, there's light coming from some of them. And then off to the right of the tower, you see there's a... Uh, a bonfire going 
and you can see four small figures around it and occasionally a couple of them get up and chase each other no sign of him out there it's just the kids you don't see an adult okay i think we should probably just go in the tower <clears throat> i'm staying out here um okay as you guys as you guys stop there for a moment you do see the front door of the tower at the top of this uh rise of steps open and you hear a voice call out joe bring everybody in and you see all the children stop and one of them grabs a bucket and puts out the fire and can they all I, come racing toward the front door and see you. Can I uh, make an insight check on them really fast to see insight if they're like scared or if they're trusting uh, or are they hippie? Hippie. Uh, say 18. They don't seem afraid. Not yet. Okay. They seem almost a little excited. Um, and you start to get the idea of maybe why as the scent of something cooking drifts out. And the kids who have all now stopped seeing you guys near the front of the tower um, just staring at you guys. You see among them um, let me grab my notes. I remember because I wrote it down. Well, you're going to be able to see them in more detail now. Oh. Um, you see uh, four children, uh, all nearly the same age. Uh, clearly the oldest is a red tiefling boy with blunted horns and uh, short black hair that looks like it's starting to get shaggy. And he has a lot of very visible chain scars all over him. Um, he's just sort of wearing a simple, like, sleeveless shirt, trousers, no shoes. Um, and he sort of stands in front of all the other kids. Um, the next one is a halfling boy who's the smallest of the group. Curly, dark hair. He has a lot of whip scars even across his face. Um, he's sort of... He's, he's like, he's little, but he's stout. And you can see he's kind of puffing his chest like at the at the sight of strangers. Um, you see this beautiful uh, barn owl, Aarakocra, standing with them, sort of slightly behind the tiefling boy. And you see one of her wings is held close to her side in a sling. Uh, and then the last one, uh, who is peeking around the uh, tiefling boy is a little blue tiefling girl with long white hair and full, not blunted, uh, black horns. And they're all just staring at you guys. And you see the little tiefling girl wave back and the boy sort of pushes her back a little bit and quietly says like, go, go inside, go inside. And they all sort of skirt around him and run toward the door, uh, which is still sitting open, but you don't see Alistair actually waiting there in the doorway. Um, and the boy sort of comes up toward you guys, kind of trying to look bigger than he really is. And he's like, who are you? Uh, we're here to see Alistair. And he's sort of coming at you side on, like, worried like he's almost like he's ready for something to happen um 
says, you, you, you did not sound like, uh, whoa, whoa, accent. Uh, you didn't answer my question. We know him from a long time ago. Well, I don't know you. You wouldn't, you're brand new. We're just here to talk to him. He told us to come see him. And you hear from the doorway, Joe, and you see the door push open further and standing in a relatively nice long uh, sort of robe coat with uh, probably made of some like hardier material, um, a higher collar, uh, nice shirt, nice trousers, nice like knee high boots is Alistair with his long sort of slightly curled black hair looking healthier than he ever has with his full beard, a little rugged. Um, I instinctively like back up into Silas and like grab onto his shirt. Yeah, he he like grabs you by the, the sleeve just to sort of steady you. And he, uh, Alistair's standing there with his hands sort of clasped in front of him. He says, oh, Joe. And the boy looks up at him and he's like, come on, go inside, go eat. And Joe nods and sort of slips past him and Alistair reaches behind him and shuts the door, but he stays outside. I wasn't expecting you to come instantly. That's what you said to do. Well, are you, uh, are you all hungry? What are you, what are you doing out here? Living. Why did you want to see us? I've also been researching things that I would like to share with all of you, but I would rather wait until the children have gone to bed. I think some of us are probably not comfortable with being around here for any longer than we need to be. I don't imagine so. Come in. And he pushes the door open again and steps inside. I look up at Silas and I'm like, I'm not going in there. You don't have to. I will follow Alistair. Yeah, and... Um, Silas hesitates and sort of looks at you and says, do you want me to stay with you? You can go. <clears throat> you can go. It's fine. Get, get as much information out of him as you possibly can. And he looks at Sylphie and she is just staring at the doorway. And you can see her fingers tapping on the pommel of her hammer. And she starts heading toward the door. I'm, I grab her arm and what? I look at her and I'm like, don't start anything. 
starting anything. Just want to see it for myself. Make sure those kids are okay too, I guess, but. I'll kind of just like take a deep breath and I'm like, yeah, I guess I kind of want to see that too. And she reaches out and takes your hand. You don't show fear, I don't show fear. I'm not afraid of anything. Okay. Each step in with silence just behind you. Inside, uh, you all step into, uh, on the bottom floor is sort of common space where you see there's, it's a little uh, bare at the moment. It looks like maybe it hasn't been fully furnished yet. There are bookshelves everywhere. And there are books in places where there's no more room on the shelves and uh, just all sorts of shit. Uh, but there's not a whole lot in the way of furniture. Uh, there is one sort of slightly run down uh, sofa and then like an ottoman uh, in front of a fireplace, but that's about it other than a couple odd chairs. Um, but toward the back, you see where this bottom floor is split uh, in half by a wall. You see an archway that goes into a little dining area and then another archway that goes into a kitchen. Uh, and in this dining room around a slightly smallish table with uh, several mismatched chairs uh, are all the kids and you see the eldest Zhao is currently like helping get everybody set up make sure they have everything they need and you see uh, Alistair standing uh, in the archway um, as uh, Zhao turns and sees all you guys behind him and you hear him say are you busy Mr. Ankara? Sorry, I've lost his accent for a second. And um, Alistair says, for the moment, yes. Um, look after everybody, make sure everyone finishes and gets to bed on time. Pick out a book for them, if you like. And uh, he nods, still nervous about all of you. And Alistair turns, looking at all of you, says, it's upstairs. And he heads toward a uh, staircase that goes around the, uh, against the outside wall of the tower, just these floating steps that aren't attached to anything. And he starts walking up them. Okay, I'm following. Yeah. Okay. He takes you up to the second floor where you see um, there's another fairly open area, again, full of books and bookshelves. Uh, there's a little bit of fire damage in a few places uh, that looks fairly old, probably older than since Alistair came here. Uh, and then you head up another floor that is mostly sectioned off into bedrooms. And then another also sectioned off. And eventually you get to the fifth story, uh, which this story is has higher ceilings than any of the other stories and reaches up to the very top of the tower and has uh, its own larger balcony off one side facing uh, northward. In this room, uh, you see more and more books just 
just a sea of books everywhere that have been mildly organized into stacks. Uh, there's a large table sitting uh, sort of off center. And then in the very center of the room, there is similar to what Visara had, this gigantic uh, spell circle that has all these pre-carved runes in it. And you can see that uh, across the floor in all different places, there are designs etched into the floor or drawn into the floor in chalk that it seems like Alistair's been working on something. And there are stacks of books on this table and writing implements. There's an auto writer on the table. Um, and uh, as he gets up to this top floor, he sort of casts his hand towards the uh, staircase. You guys just come up out of it and you see this almost glass-like sheen come over the top of the staircase. Um, and he heads toward the table, says, so I understand that you all are now in possession of the Golahide. How do you know that? Kellogg told me. Is that him that we saw pass through the realm gate? It wasn't really him. I imagine he's messing with you. He has a tendency to do that. No, he's not in Gerardel with us anymore. I don't know where he is. And he goes around the opposite side of the table and sets his hands down on either side of an open uh, book that he seems to have been writing in. Looks over each of you. His gaze sort of stops on Sophie for a moment. For what it's worth, and I know it's not worth much, I'm glad to see you back. And Sophie just scoffs instantly. It's her first reaction. <laughs> Sorry, my microphone's been away from me. Um, when he says that I am not uh, selfie about it, I take out Flameheart and I just hold it at my side. Hold it, not pointing toward him, just at no. your side? Yeah, okay. just at my side. Just So you all see Marin just sort of open her hand and close it as Flameheart appears. Um, <clears throat> and Sylphie looks across and says, you're glad to see me back. It's your fault I was gone, unless you forgot. And Alistair nods and says, no, I remember quite well. Can we, um, let's skip all the personal shit. What do you, why did you bring us here? I have information for you that I think you could use. Cool. The last time that you said you had information for us, you killed her. Why would we trust you now? Who else knows anything about Kellogg? It better be fucking worth our while. Because if and it's he, not, you know what happens. He pushes the book uh, toward the center of the table. It says, I have been doing my own studies on him. And I believe you may have run into similar walls of no one having any idea of who he is. That's true. 
And as the person attached to him, that concerns me. And considering what I've learned, I assume you and your friends are the only ones who could potentially get rid of him. Why would you want us to do that? Because I don't want to be attached to him. I won't last if I am. Someone's going to take him out. I mean, isn't the entire point of you making yourself into this so that you would last? Yes, but I did not agree to be being attached to a creature like Kellogg. Who attached you to him? I did agree to be attached to him, but not, not what I realized he is. Did I he think what? to deal with a demon? Did he approach you with that offer? How did you come into that? I had been researching it on my own time and got his attention. And he uh, said he was from the cult and was interested in a side experiment to see if we could make it work. Spent a lot of time building a friendship with me. Only now I realize that it was all fake. Mm. And now I am attached to the plaything of some demon. How unfortunate. Indeed. Of some demon? Oh, I know exactly which demon. And I'm thinking you all must have your own suspicions. We're dealing with a host of Ilaka. Mm-hmm. Knew it. Fucking, Fucking knew, knew it. it. Fucking knew it! So, what do you got? And he motions toward the book. He says, I've taken the time to write down most of what I've learned. It's doesn't look like much yet, but it is pieces that I know most people don't have. And he uh, sort of flips through it and shows this information he's been tracking about Kellogg. And you can see that uh, it starts from when you guys killed him and he was sent back to Kellogg. Uh, it starts out in Lachmanos, and you realize this journal has been kept in tandem with the one that you guys have. Uh, but this one has much more detail. Um, and he, he sort of points out bits and pieces and sort of things that confused him. He says, when I arrived back at his side, reformed, I believe I caught him in a moment he did not want to be seen. He was speaking with someone and 
with context clues, I was able to find out not too long ago that he must have been speaking with Ilaka. And all of his abilities are based in ice and winter. He sent me down this way, thinking that if I was in a place that was more aligned with his elements, I'd be easier to keep track of. But I managed to find this place. And he sort of motions to the tower around him. I have warded and secured this place from him so that he can't see me. And he won't be able to see any of you right now either, no matter how hard he tries. He is working with Kyla Uravela and I believe they're currently looking at some way to utilize the realm gate to break the demiware. Yep. We're aware. The only thing that currently doesn't make sense to me is how, considering I believe you are in control of all of the staves now. Yes, we are. And so I believe I'm missing a few pieces. And perhaps if I could fill them in, we could solve something together. I have also been working on another project. And he motions toward uh, a bookshelf off to the side where you see uh, standing in front of it on this sort of metal pole with like a tripod. Um, There's a metal bowl at the top and sitting in the bowl is what looks exactly like the Vox Tide crystal. What is that? It is an experiment. I am trying to find some way to remove the Vox Tide from the Monomaric Why would you want to do that? To give it to you. What? Make it make sense. (laughs) Uh, Why why um, is it that you, who fought so hard, your cowardly little ass off, to not die, to gain immortality... And now you're throwing it all away. I'm not throwing anything away. Oh, but you are. Because if we kill Kellogg, you're next. Not if I can remove my phylactery from him. And that's the deal then? What deal? You're giving us all this information so that we can kill him. There's I don't be. think I don't think I'm in a position to ask that of you. You're right. So why do you think I would? I don't know. Kellogg is my problem. But the rest of this is everyone's problem. I cannot live in a world that is being invaded by gods and demons after the demiweir breaks. No one can. 
Yes, it is selfish. It has always been selfish. You know this about me, and I'm not going I'm to try here. to deny it. Yeah, well, wonderful. A little bit of growth you've had there. But I also understand that I cannot live in a world where everything is broken. I need other people to be alive, too. I'm sure I could survive in a post-demi-weir world, but what kind of existence would that be? So, I... I'm not going to say that this is my way of making up for anything, because it's not. I can't. And making up for it would mean that I'm changed, which I'm not. I'm still a coward. I still run at the first hint of danger, but I also realize what's on the line here. And I'm aware that you and these people that you've put yourself with are the people to keep my plans from falling apart. And those children downstairs mean rather a lot to me. Insight check. Okay, go for it. Twenty-three. He's being honest. Why? I don't know. Did you finally find a heart now that you're dead? Maybe. Yeah, right. You'd realize how ridiculous all this sounds, right? I do know exactly how ridiculous it all sounds. You know, when I was younger, I had delusions of being a good father to children who needed it. It was actually a goal of mine for a long time. And for some reason, it just took a backseat to everything. Power corrupts, and I have no excuses. I know I'm terrible, but I do know that there are parts of me that have changed. And there's nothing I can do to change what has already happened. And I think if I even tried to say anything along the line along the lines of an apology, you would laugh and then kill me. You don't You don't get to be the bigger person here. I never said I was. 
You're still twisting it all around, so I can't say anything. I can't. That's You're so good at that. You're so good at making it seem like, oh, you can't apologize for anything that you did because it was just so horrible. So inadvertently, you're still making me feel bad for you, but do you want me to apologize? What good would that do? I'd still be... I'd still be here. You would. But... It's always worth trying something. And he steps around the table. He doesn't come too close to you, but he stops a few feet away. It says, I was awful to you. I surprised even myself when I took those children in. I didn't think... I'd be anything more than just a guardian to them. I took them in out of pity. When I started to get attached to them, I did have the thought of why is this happening now? Why not with Sylvie Marin? Why not with Redner and Flynn? Why not with Ava and Sersha? And I don't know that I have an answer for why, except that since then, I have experienced things that have changed me and made me value life more and value relationships. I can never take back what I did to you, but I, there is no lie when I say I regret it. Can I I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. He's telling the truth. Even though he's fairly stoic, there is remorse there. Actual remorse that he's thought a lot about. There's no lie when I say that whatever apology you give me, I don't accept. You don't have to. I never will. You are more than just confused. You knew what you were doing. And I am irrevocably changed because of it. 
I am going to work with you because I need to protect people that I love, but I will never let you forget how much you ruined me, how much you ruined her, and how much you ruined Redner and Flynn. never going to live, let you forget that and I'm never going to forget it either I just want you to know that you haven't stopped me yet and I never will got that Would you, would you allow me to give you something? Something that you should have had all this time? A motion for him to like set it down on the table. Yeah. And he, he goes over to one of the bookshelves and pulls out this large book and flips it open. You realize it's a false book. And he pulls out a little velvet covered box and he sets it on the table and steps away from it. I will reach forward. Can I inspect it first to make sure it's not trapped? Sure. Er, Investigation. Ah. Oh, that was the nat 20, uh, 22. It appears to be a mundane jewelry box. I'll open it. You flip it open, and inside you see a fairly dainty silver chain necklace, very simple, uh, with a little equally dainty silver key pendant on it. And it strikes you instantly because you remember seeing this every day. Your mother used to wear this, and it disappeared. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Roland gave it to her. You never sold it? Wedna did. I found it. Where? In some arbiter's pocket. How kind of you to give it back to me. I'll take it and I'll put it in my bag of holding. <sighs> I look at Sylvie, I'm like. She has been stock still silent the entire time, just staring at him, unblinking. But you do see, like, a tear rolling down her face. She looks like she's about to fucking kill him. Uh, before, before you end up dead on this floor, do you have 
any idea of what we need to do in order to stop this from happening. Well, and he walks over to the uh, the tripod with the little crystal in it, and he pulls on a glove before he takes the crystal out, and he brings it over. It says, I don't know how you're going to get Kenna out, but in my research, I learned how past elder druids created the power sources for the monomaric shield you could replace the box tide with this and she would not have to be bound to the shield anymore she would still have to stay in the area to control it but she would not be locked away anymore what is this crystal just a power source or is this a piece of you like the last one was a piece of Algar. It is... It is not a piece of me. My power has gone into it, but it is usable by anyone, and it is not attached to me. It is essentially a glorified battery. Kenna should be able to bind it to herself. Or whomever becomes Elder Druid. Okay. Where's Kellogg now? Kellogg is in Amnobolum. I believe he is snooping around Haven, taking in what the Voxtide is doing to the city. The last I spoke with him, he seemed rather interested in a missing statue, which I assume you all know about. We sure do. He seemed to want it. Quick, quick question. Did we, so did we take the statue back to? It's in Green Hall. Oh, it's in Green Hall. It's in Green Hall. We sent it to Sir Mira. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't take it back to the realm gate because I was worried that yeah. would be where it needed to be. I just, my mind blinked for a there, second. Okay. So. Um, I'll look back to Alistair and be like, the statue is safe. Good. Don't give him anything he wants. Is there, do you know anything about that statue, about what might be important in that? Well, I'm aware there's some sort of... Uh field generator item has something to do with slowing or even stopping time which sounds extremely dangerous mm-hmm. the statue itself I believe is of Sanka it is I have no idea what it could contain but if the calamity is anything to go by whatever's in there should stay in there I agree. So where exactly in Amnoblin is Haven? Haven. Great. Um, And you guys hear a quiet like tapping and you see at the staircase where Alistair put this sort of glassy looking uh, field over it, Jow 
is standing there and he's tapping on it. And Alistair looks over and sighs and walks over and casts away the shield and says, what's wrong? And Zhao sort of looks at all of you, like pokes his head up over the edge. He says, I was just making sure everything was okay. And he looks up at Alistair and says, who are they? And Alistair sighs and says, the... We'll call them co-workers for the moment. And Zhao looks at all of you, looks between Sylphie and Marin, most specifically, kind of seeing you guys look upset. And Alistair welcomes him up the stairs and says, everyone, seeing as he's so curious, this is Wugong Zhao. He is the ringleader of our little group. And Zhao nods to all of you. It's nice to meet you. You are you Baron? I am. How did you know that? And he uh, looks up at Alistair and says, well, uh, Mr. Altera says there's people out helping with a problem. He said you're one of them. Yeah. We're all helping with a problem. And uh, Alistair leans down and says, Joe, will you please go make sure the others get into bed. And Zhao nods and very haltingly leaves. He does not trust any of you. And Alistair recasts the shield. I'm sorry. He is rather protective. Okay, so we're... Going back up to Haven, we're going to use this thing to pry the box tide out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Great. Any idea we're... how we're supposed to do that? I could come take a look, but I don't know if I'd be able to cross the barrier. I we, doubt... we can handle that. Yeah, they're not going to let you across the barrier. I wouldn't imagine so. But what I can say with some confidence is that you need to keep a very close eye on the people there and Senna. Why is that? Ilaka. I'm sure he wants something to do with her. He's been bothering her and her family, to put it lightly, for thousands of years. And she has the core, doesn't she? Yes, she does. I would keep a very close eye. Well, if she's not safe safe in Haven, then she's not safe anywhere, so. If there is anything else I can offer...
I will let you know. Is Kellogg, you said he he has he's channeling the the powers of Alarga. He's he seems to be some sort of host. I don't think he's originally from Adlaran. Okay. So perhaps he is from another plane or he is a creation of Ilarka, small enough to get through the Demiware. Okay. So ice and snow. I guess that's right up my alley. Um And there's nothing else you can tell us about him? Any other weaknesses? Anything else? I don't think there's too much that he's susceptible to, though. You're on the right track with ice and snow and whatnot. Anything of that nature won't do a thing to him. Fuck. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, you'll just have to use your regular overpowered. Yeah, spells. my regular overpowered spells. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, there was something that I was going to ask him, and I hope now I forget. I, I won't ask any of you to try to remove the phylactery from him. But I would ask that you give me at least one chance to get it myself. I think I know how to separate it from him. Sure. Then it looks like I'm headed to Haven. That was also a lie, Taylor. What? That I said I would give him a chance to to do that. Okay. I lied to Kyla the entire time, so well, I Well, mean... <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I didn't know in, in case T- Taylor wanted me to make a deception check or mm-hmm. something, but yeah. I guess he's not looking for it then. Okay. I kind of heard the sarcasm. Yeah. Well, are we going to Haven then? I guess so. And he glances toward one of the windows and says, Well, I... I'm sure I can make it back before sunrise. And he casts away the shield over the stairs again and heads down. And you hear him call uh, for Zhao again. And you're all standing alone in this upper floor. And you hear a just the loudest, just 
crash as Sylvie just brings her hammer down on this table and just, you know what? I'm going to roll for it. <laughs> this <is a> break. <laughs> just shatters it. The auto writer and all the pages and books go flying. Just standing there, just clenching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, we can't just, you know, get those kids out and just burn this place down. We will. We're going to take down Kellogg first. Get that phylactery and destroy it. He's not getting away with it. All right, let's go. Where are we going? What are we doing? Well, I guess we're going back to Haven. We're, are we going to try and put that thing in, in the tree first and get the box tied, or are we going after Kellogg first? Let's... We should probably try to... <clears throat> Kenneth seems more important... I don't know between fighting and everything else we've done today. I don't know if we have enough in us to take on Kellogg right now. Yeah. I'm afraid he might. I mean, once we leave here, he's going to know. He's going to know that we're there. He probably will. I guess we just do that as quickly as possible, see if we can get Kenna to help us out Yeah. with as much as we can. Okay. Who has the battery? I... Kit does? Yeah, I guess I do. Uh, um, you will notice that there is unbidden a little bit of moss starting to grow on the outside of the crystal. Like that wasn't there in, before. In real time, it was not there before. It's the Vox Tide staff. He's made a. It copy is not. Of it. Well, you can no, tell but it's he's, different. He's made a copy with similar powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is what I'm assuming. Um, a little flower sprouts out of it. Are you touching it with your bare hands? No. Absolutely okay. not. I'm assuming I picked up a glove. I'm sure there's one somewhere. Oh, yeah. He has plenty. Yeah. Uh, no, I am not touching it. Okay. Uh, I <sighs> think I do also want to look around and see if I can find anything else here that might be useful against Alistair. Like... I don't know, like if there's anything that I can find that's like, if that makes sense, just like anything that I can glean just while he's not here. Well, there was that book of his notes. Um, there's, I mean, there's, there's shit scattered everywhere. There's books, there's yeah. notes, there's all kinds of shit. Um, okay. Make an investigation check. 
Seven. Seven? Okay. Um, you do grab the book of notes and look through it, and there's nothing really in there about Alistair himself. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a bitch. Um, but you do okay. find... Um, you do find, uh, as you're sort of searching through things, you find this little, like, color drawing of the tower with, like, four little stick figures and one bigger stick figure on it. Mm-hmm. And it's got, in, in, like, big letters, it has the very kid script Chen written on it. The little girl take 30 points of emotional damage yeah yeah i've already done that yeah i figured um all right i'm just gonna leave it yeah that's that's about it cool great just see (laughs) can i say how much i hate him just like yeah but don't you feel a little something else in there little little pity maybe nope yeah nope i do i do nope you do though nope you're just denying it it wouldn't bother you so much if you didn't it i just (laughs) no (laughs) yeah no what do you think you know no i'm saying no not I just know. <laughs> yeah, I just M dash no. <laughs> uh, how long is he gone? Um, I mean, you guys are up here for like a couple minutes without. Oh, him. just a couple of minutes. Okay. Sylphie like kicks a bookshelf over. A whole bookshelf. <laughs> a whole bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this in particular. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to clean up. Bitch. Um, I am going to cast because why the fuck not? I'm gonna tapped out anyway. I'm gonna cast detect magic. Okay. The room alights. Yeah. With all kinds of shit. God damn it. A lot of enchanted books. So wizard tower. Well, yeah, but enchanted books. But are there any like? Is there anything popping out like items or scrolls or? Uh Make a perception check considering how many things are lit up. Okay. 21. There is something behind one of the bookshelves. I will go over and like try to figure out how to move the bookshelf out of the way or pull books yeah. to the side. As as you like try to like look behind it, Sylphie just comes up and tears it down. <laughs> and you see uh, in a uh sort of recessed spot where it looks almost like a brick has been like half cut out Mm. um there is a little square shaped or sorry pyramid shaped little object um that almost looks like if you if you can figure out how it opens um and it's on a chain uh, does it oh my god i found the i found the millennium item from Yu-Gi-Oh! um uh so the no it's not it's not the triangle it's it's an actual like 3d pyramid yeah the one that yuki had was a pyramid yeah that one was a pyramid it just doesn't look like it on the show because it's two-dimensional um 
It's time to do 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 do. We're gonna go straight to the shadow realm. Cry. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I, I think I see the one you're talking about. This yeah. this one is like um, like if it sat against your chest, the top of the pyramid would be facing outward. Oh, okay. And it looks like the sides like split open, almost like flower shape. Ooh. Um, can I see what kind of magic is coming off of it? Um, and is there a magical trap around it? Hold on. Okay. Uh, Look up what the thing is. Um, uh, the there are two magical signatures around it: divination and necromancy. Ooh, protection and necromancy. Does it seem like it's an enchanted trap of some sort, or an enchanted protection? Uh, make an arcana check. 13. It, well, it's not, you can tell it's not trapped because you've already fucking touched it. Oh, um, have I? I thought you did. No. Okay, well, it's not trapped. Okay. Um, it does not appear to be protective. There's no field around it. Okay. Is there like a keyhole? No. I'd run identify on it, but I don't know if he's going to come back. It takes 10 minutes to cast identify. Um, necromancy and divination. So there's possibly two things contained. Do they seem like they're contained inside it? Or is it like the something is inside it and one thing is the pyramid? Uh, necromancy is inside. Divination is the object itself. Okay, so there's something containing whatever is in this object. Does it seem very obvious that Alistair knew this was here? Or does it look like it hasn't been touched in a thousand years or something? The, the spot it was sitting in looks newly carved out. Okay. Marin sees this and is like, what are you thinking? Whatever the pyramid is, it's protecting what's inside of it, but there's necromancy inside of it. Can we not take it with us? We can take it. I just don't know if it's a good idea. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Let's... I'll, you hear footsteps coming back up the stairs. I will quickly pocket it and throw it in my bag of holding. Um, and Alistair comes back up the stairs and says, Well, I believe we're all headed to the same place. And he sees the torn down bookshelf and the empty spot. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have no time to put the bookshelf back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kit, is it? Yes. If you wouldn't mind, I'd quite like that back. Tell me what it is. It's an experiment. What does it do? he glances at Marin. We're all being friends here. Oh, no. It is my attempt to 
create a second phylactery. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it works. It seems pretty powerful. I will take it out of my bag and toss it to him. He catches it. Looks at Marin again. All right, well, I suppose we should get going um, before there's any more, just like there's this weird thing that is like a ghost that's destroying your tower. We should probably get out of here. <laughs> what? What? He sighs and he steps into the middle of the room, uh, pocketing the pendant, and he uh, reaches into a, a box uh, off to the side and he pulls out a piece of chalk and he starts drawing on the ground he's keeping that uh that pyramid thing with him yes on him okay good to know and uh he draws out a teleportation circle and looks at all of you well i guess we should go let's go um you all step in and you are whisked away being that alistair has the ability to teleport anywhere he wants not specifically to anchored spaces okay uh you are all dropped into the snow right at the gate of haven and uh you each sort of land on your feet and immediately realize that you are standing on what feels like wood in what should be a stone street. Uh, and as you look around you, you are just surrounded by jungle on all sides. This is getting and there so is a worse. narrow hallway going through it that follows where the street was. Oh no! <laughs> and it is all just writhing masses of vines and strange trees that twist back and forth. And you see people still walking along this area, like keeping close to the center and trying to just go about a day and like keep the shit back. But it is hard is it still freezing cold, but jungle? Uh, no, no, it is in Haven. It is usually like 40-ish degrees, even in like midwinter because of the magic uh, oh, okay. around the uh, Monomarig. But it has gotten a lot hotter, mostly because heat can't escape. Oh my God. Yeah. Fucking climate change is crazy Ooh, here, you guys. It's just nuts. Yeah. Nuts in the North Pole. <laughs> um but uh as you guys pop in like a bunch of people nearby go ah! oh, oh oh god okay <sighs> it's okay you y'all need to jesus go get high or something my god yeah, they, calm they down just quickly walk away and you realize why they jump as like 10 feet away one of them jumps out of the way of like a vine that whips out and tries to grab one. Oh, yeah um so we're our... outside of the gate uh, you're like in the threshold of the gate. Okay, Alistair is inside of it, or he's standing even keel with you guys. We're not to the shield. No. Oh, okay. The yeah, we're quite a ways from the shield. 
Yeah, the, the shield extends to the uh, middle of the bridge over the crater lake. Take it to the bridge. Okay. Um, well, I thought that there were like vines and stuff outside of the gate that was like. Oh, yeah, there are. People. There are everywhere. But you guys are in the threshold of the gate and there's just jungle everywhere. So you can't really see that far. Yeah, okay. I oh just my didn't God. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess just we should hallway. probably. We should probably get down there really quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, while we're walking, I'm going to send a message to Quinn is his name. And yeah. I'm sorry. I was trying <laughs> to, I, well, I almost called him Quill and I knew that wasn't right. Quinn Hartstead, everybody's favorite <laughs> uncle. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send him a message and I'm going to be yeah. like, I need you to gather all the powerful druids. Anybody who has power, I need them, them to gather in the Monomaric. And we are, after we are on our way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nah. After a moment, he's never going to get in the shield anyway. You hear? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I I uh, hear it. He should have. He has to write it back to me. Oh, you wrote uh, the message. Well, I can't send message. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> it it does not send. Fuck the it shield. The bit, yeah. There Fuck. are some things that can go through that a magical items is not one of them. Son of a bitch. Um, all right, I guess we're just gonna go. Let's right. let's yog. Okay. Yeah, you you head towards the bridge. Uh, the bridge has been well, a wooden bridge has been built, so now it's crossable. Well, there's plenty fairy. of lumber. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where they got it from. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> in fact, there's like a small clearing near the bridge where they clearly got it from. Weird. Um, but you get to the, the wooden bridge and uh, you begin to cross over. It's like it's like wide enough for like a small cart to go across. It's not nearly as big as it used to be. Hmm. And uh, as you get to the halfway point, uh, Alistair stops. Um, should one of us stay here with him? Just to make sure. If you... Want I don't to? think Kellogg would be able to get in either, considering who he's attached to. I'll go look for him. Do you think that's a good idea? What else am I going to do? Stand here? Fine. I'll walk in to the walk to the creator. The creator. Yeah. yeah, and Alistair turns and heads the opposite way. Don't trust him. All right. Oh, can I retcon something, actually? What? I would. So we have those little, those little guys, the little, um, the little balls that you can see. Oh! The, <gasps> yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. The seeing so, spheres. As as I walk by Alistair, I'm going to slip one into his pocket. So we can see the inside of his pocket. Big. Oh, they're big? I mean, they're like big. They're they're like palantir sized. Oh my god. You just drop a fucking bowling ball in his pocket. You're you like try, didn't, you didn't you notice. No, if they're that big, I'm not gonna They're do not that. they're not heavy. So you could try to like slip it into his bag. 
Yeah, I'll try and do that. Okay, you make me a slight of hand check. Uh, I mean, we could just ask him. No. No, no, no. Twelve. Okay. So as you pass by him, you drop it into his bag, but you drop it a little too, like, high up, and he's like... And he looks in his bag and pulls it out and says, What does this do? Oh, where did that come from? Don't know. Um, And he puts it back in his bag and keeps walking. Okay. Okie dokie. 